Hey, folks, sorry about last week. Sorry. Last week went up late. Sorry. Banks was upset. <laughs> was he? Uh, he was He was like, hey, when's, when's the show going if on? If he was upset, I wonder what Brian was doing. Brian's probably having a conniption fit. Yeah, him and that huge ass crack. Sorry, I'm going to close out some work shit while we record this. No, it's all good. We don't want to focus on our listeners. Let's do some work around here. Who? <laughs> all one one of you. Sorry, Alan and Brian and Matt and Perth. Superfan Burke. Let's not forget. He's here to record every week. He's a, uh, he's well, a what, on the show. you'll hear why he's not here this week. He's not here today because he's in, he's in. Well, let's just wait. We'll just let them get that story on their own time. You, you have to tune back in to find out what happened this week to Superfan oh, Underwear Where He's Carmen San Diego. <laughs> Where um, in the world is producer Burke and Ladies Underwear? <laughs> if we ever do a live show like we've talked about for our 50th, producer Burke has. You mean your 52nd? What did I say? 50th. Oh, yeah, this 50 is a 50. Producer Burke has to show up in Ladies Underwear. I mean, I don't. I'll be honest. I, I would be. Uh, I'd be more surprised if he he doesn't wear them more often. I think he probably just has them generally. Like I'm, not know. like a thong. I, I see him as like kind of like a, uh, not granny panties per se, but still sexy full butt. You know, because those panties exist. Sexy, sexy full butt. Yeah, That's a well, good title. I'm just saying, like you know, you have a wife. I'm sure she doesn't go around in thongs all the time. So I'm saying, but sometimes the full butt panties that aren't granny panties, mind sure. you. I'm not saying that they're like huge and all the way up her back and all the way down to her thighs, but just a nice. You went practical with it. I'm, are you familiar with Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah. Because I'm picturing a Dr. Frankenfurter outfit. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. I can see that. Thigh, you know, thigh highs, one piece. Well, I mean, you're going way out. But, I mean, I can see it. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm sure. I don't think he's done that. Right, but uh, yeah, what do you really know about anyone? I could sit here and say, I've known Burke for fucking, well, how long have I known Burke? Almost 25 years? Producer Burke, we're going to need you in a Dr. Frankenfurter <laughs> costume for... Episode 52. 52. The one year anniversary. Bye, producer. Give him the phrase that pays the win cash. <laughs> exactly. But this one had it. Uh, we always say it happens at all. This, this one. This one has it all. This one does have it all. This one has a good. Wait, listen, and let me promise you something. You're saying you want to cut Before, already. Well, I need to hear it. Sure. But I will say this. Last week, we, we laid on some heavy shit. Yeah. This week. We didn't lay on any heavy shit at all. No. We yeah, didn't talk you, about politics. Yeah, we didn't talk you, about social justice warriors. <laughs> we didn't talk about all the big pressing issues of the day. Yeah, if you powered we, through episode 49 and you came back for 50, you, you weren't soured on the show because of our abortion jokes. Uh, just know that 50 is, uh, it goes down easy. <laughs> well, not according to Sam Elliott. <laughs> but that, uh, I'll leave a surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, but don't get excited. We didn't. We didn't get Sam Elliott on the show. I, I think that would have been like the first yeah. first thing we said is that tonight you're not going to believe this, all seven of you. But <laughs> Sam Elliott is here. Yeah, Riley Reed came up again, which oh, hasn't come up in a while. That's great. We talk about the lottery a lot. Talked about the lottery a lot I feel because like, we're both poor, and this is what poor people do. Sure, and I feel like just for good good measure, because I hashtag him every week, we need to at least say Post Malone. Yeah, Post Malone. All right, there so. you go. Um, fucking guy. This is a good episode. 
What was the other story? We talked a lot about, we had some Viagra stories. Viagra stories, sex with S- Sam Elliott. Sex with Sam. That was actually my highlight. We did devote some time to Tombstone. Not a bit, a like bit. anything else. Talked about Kilmer, talked movies. Yes. Talked Riley Reed. We already discussed that. We yeah. did a, a very uh, very sloppy MFK. <laughs> but without it, we don't get to Sam Elliott. <laughs> we don't get to Sam Elliott blowing loads. <laughs> You're, you're doing, see, you're doing it. Don't do that. Let let it build. Let them right. get there. They don't need to know. Now they're now they have fucking mental image of Sam Elliott blowing loads. Well, yeah, his blowing loads is not because he's got a cold. Oh, that doesn't work. But nice try. But it's got it. Oh, I guess my point is this one was a lot of fun, and you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. Like, this is not one yeah, where you're no. like, oh, these fucking pieces of shit are going to... Yeah, nothing to socially or politically fear in this one. This not at all. This one's standard TBTO. This is one that would make Matt and Perth proud, I think. <laughs> M&P, yeah, I think this is a very much an M&P this episode. This is the kind of episode where his email will say, the only way got this, back to your roots. I the like only it. thing that would make this better... And we don't need to do it because sometimes you just don't mm. if it doesn't happen organically. But I I know we have our, our share of listeners that are, are missing some Randy Newman. I feel like he could have made an appearance in this one. Sure. He didn't. So we're sorry about that. He was not available. He doesn't. He, apparently him and Sam Elliott have a beef going back 30, 40 years. Could be Maybe about. Maybe for episode 52 we, we devote a solid 30 minutes to Randy Newman. Well, I don't know if it's going to be 30. We can just. There's a lot of things. We got. Look, I've already talked to his booking agent. Kills many bears is gonna be here, right? This bi- can fuck him. this bitch guy is gonna be here. Yeah. The elderly Jewish bandits of the East Side are gonna be here. I mean, they're all coming back. This is a big show. This is the one year anniversary. We we and Sa- and Randy mm. Newman's already volunteered to write a song. Yeah. I mean, you know, Kegel, Kegel <laughs> and Blumkin. I now it's not their time of not year. Christmas, but sure. But they they have what's, asked. What's interesting is I think calendar year we've already passed a year. That's probably true because we missed some weeks. In yeah. terms of shows aired, we're two away now. Yeah. After this one, from a, a year's worth of episodes. But I, I you know, I, I that's what I've been saying. I think I, I think about it every week. But I, I just miss kills with kills many bear. I just want to get in touch. Where's he been? You know, what, how's he been singing? The character who was born out of the question, where do Native Americans jerk off? <laughs> Oh, we're dead. We're dead. <laughs> Where does Elizabeth Warren jerk off? <laughs> I'm going to go get me a beer. <laughs> I'm trying to relate to Americans. <laughs> Apparently Rob Lowe put out a Oh, I saw it. I saw it. You know, that she would bring all new meaning to Commander, Commander in, in Chief. Chief. And then he quickly deleted it for fear of being ridiculed. Well, I mean, he still got ridiculed, but anymore. no one, but he, Trump's is worse with the whole see you on the campaign trail. <laughs> he fucking capitalized trail. Yeah. Anywho, we'll save that. We we just did this whole thing about non-political, so we won't go down that route. Sure. So enjoy episode 50, and we'll see you next week for 51. W-F-U-C-K! Follow this pod thing of ours is brought to you brought. by adamandeve.com. <laughs> Head over there and to promo code TPTO pod. <laughs> Save 50% 50% any one item and you'll get some other stuff too. <laughs> Three free adult DVDs gift. and free shipping on the whole order at adamandeat.com. Two, two, <laughs> door story. <laughs>
Toy Story, but they do sell a porno parody. We've got the 14-inch big black deals. They don't have to be black. They could be any color, too. Maybe so pink. head over <laughs> to AdamandEve.com. It's TPTO Pod at checkout, too. What do you get one more time? You get three free adult DVDs and a free mystery gift, a mystery gift, and free shipping on the whole order, too. Are you kidding me? Episode 50 has brought us Tombstone. I love this Every, every, I think this is like everyone's favorite Western. But it's also every douchebag's favorite Western That's as true. well. That's like, true. it's a nuanced film, and it's very good. But your, you know, your standard nitwit waterhead just likes it. One, for its violence. Mm-hmm. And two, because you get those great Doc Holliday lines. Yeah. Well, I like the, the actor who plays Ike in this film. Oh, yeah. In this film, you just expect that he's just a portly, overweight slob, but then you see him in in more modern films. It's like, well, I, well Avatar. I can slim down. Avatar. Oh, he's in a wheel. Is he in a wheelchair in that? No, oh, that's another. Avatar is the he's the main bad guy. He's the military commander. He's right. ripped his shit. He's, he's ripped. A, he's got the military haircut. He's like he doesn't have a you know sloppery drunk beard anymore. Yeah, he was also uh, he he played uh, Stonewall Jackson in uh, the Civil War movies they made, Gods and Generals. I always loved uh, Jeff Daniels' portrayal of Lawrence Chamberlain. In, oh, uh, that's Gettysburg. That's yeah. an outstanding. That mustache. Uh, his mustache is so good in that movie. And it's yeah, Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain. But yes, you were close enough. But yeah, Jeff Daniels. We were just discussing this uh, two nights ago. Actually, it's very funny you brought that up because we were watching Dumb and Dumber unedited. It was on HBO, which is wonderful because yep. so often you catch that film. Feels like you're running at an incredible rate here. <laughs> well, so often you catch that film it's, when it's edited. It's just honestly sad. Yeah, it's just a sad film. Well, it's, what what is there to edit out of that movie? There, it, trust me, they edit so much. I mean, like the number sounds. No, but they edit like you know. We once made it a bulldog with a Shih Tzu. Now in the edited version, they just cut to him laughing, and mm-hmm. there's no context. Yeah. So you don't get the line. We called it a bullshit. Right. So without that line, you don't know what the fuck Jeff Daniels is. That? He's a maniacal, crazy person. That's my point. Like, what is there? To, what are we really protecting the youth of America from? The uh, word bullshit. That and just by today's standards, it's a clean film. I know exactly. It's just a very clean film. But no uh, we, we were watching that film, and, and, missing, and Leah made the point. She was like, Jeff Daniels is just amazing, because he's, like, he's in this movie, this slapstick nonsense. Mm. And then he's also like in these incredibly deep... Like, his range as an actor... Yeah, he's been asked about that before. I seem to recall him answering, like, what, am I going to pass on doing a movie with Jim Carrey? <laughs> Smart. Because somebody asked him something along those lines. They pointed out some of the more... Uh, what's the word... Like, you know, I, I, philosophic jumped into my mind, and that's not the word, but uh, somebody has asked before, like, you've taken on these really significant roles, you know, he's famous for Newsroom and all that, and like, and then you did Dumb and Dumber, he's like, what, am I going to not do a movie with Jim Carrey? It's like, of course, you know, and he's pretty much, he's kind of the straight man, yeah. in a way, and they're Dumb and Dumber duo. It's Pastor Dan. That's Pastor Aiden, Dan. Aiden from Sex in the City. Oh, yes, 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 He's yes. Pastor yes. Dan in some other movie. 
Now, Curly Bill is dead. Curly Bill is life. dead. Yeah. Yeah, you know, RIP, because he won't be in the, uh, the Deadwood movie. Oh, That's yes. Cy Oliver. Yes, 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 yes. But yeah, she was, was cool in that and Powers Booth. When, yeah, Powers Booth. That's right. We were just talking about it. His his range as an actor is just incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah. He he faked diarrhea is like nobody faked <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> what time you want to pick me up tonight? Uh, how about seven forty-five? I got some things I got to do. Let's call it a quarter to eight. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that one day he gets some sort of, like, honorary... Like, what are those awards they give, like, Jack Nicholson will pro- probably has gotten one because he's at a certain age that, like, somebody will give them a... Uh, I think Clint Eastwood got one. It's some sort of, like, big grand award that they give out of the Oscars to one elderly actor or actress. Well, it's always the honorary one. Right. Right. And I just look forward to the day when Jeff Daniels gets one and somebody squeeze... Uh, they, they show all these great clips of just really prominent acting <laughs> and then somebody <laughs> squeezes in when he's going cross-eyed with <laughs> diarrhea in Dumb and Dumber. And if that's too far, maybe just the one where his tongue is stuck to a pole. Uh, hi, kids! <laughs> you wouldn't have hey, a, cup, a cup of warm water with you, <laughs> you would you? You wouldn't have a cup of warm water with you? <laughs> You know, we've never done Dumb and Dumber. We'll have, to, we'll have to look at that. We can do Dumb and Dumber. It might be like what we're doing now where we just end up quoting it the whole time. Yeah, that's the problem with that film. <laughs> Thank it! Thank it! <laughs> uh, no, but Tombstone is, is, is one of those interesting films. Like I said, it, because it attracts all types. It's a great film, standalone. Yeah. Right? Great acting. I mean, because this actually... Kurt Russell far surpasses... Uh, Costner. Costner yeah. as wider. See, that's the problem. These movies literally, uh, you had a couple. You they had were on one. Top of each you had, yeah, they became like boom, boom, boom. You had, I'm not sure which was first. I imagine this let out if I, if I was just taking a guess. I think yeah. Tombstone, then they had, uh, what's the one with Costner called? Wider. Yeah, wider. And then you had, I was like, hey, why don't I do what they just did with Tombstone, but I'll make it three hours long instead of eight <laughs> minutes? And I'll bore people to tears. Right. I'll but, get, uh, I'll get, uh, so these Kyle Kilmer just crushed his Doc Holiday. I'm gonna get the, the I'll get the Dennis better looking Quaid. Quaid yeah, it would have been better if they had gotten Randy. In my opinion, <laughs> you, Randy Quaid should have been Doc Holiday. Why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be <you>, Huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> I got two guns. One for each of you. Now don't get cheap on me. <laughs> Give me some yellow. I'll have some of the yellow. But this is just hands down one of those films where you can, as a movie lover, it's great. But I really have noticed with this film that you attract kind of like the nitwitted waterhead. Oh, bro, I love Tombstone. Yeah, bro. but not even that kind. Like that, not. I'm talking about, you know, you're right, though. That kind of idiot. But you also get like, boy, ain't nothing better than Tombstone. Fucking A. When Doc Holliday says to that man, I'll be your Huckleberry. Fuck. <laughs> you get all types. This is, I'm serious. This is a movie where, like, left, uh, you want to say, like, put early with politics. Everybody likes this movie. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Liberal, you know, conservative. This is just one of those movies. I'm sure there's, like, a. You know, he's a massive Trumper, too, by the way, right? Kurt Russell? Yeah. I don't care. I'm just to let you know. Yeah, no, but. He I... made this Santa Claus movie this past year, and I've seen saw, it. Uh, you saw it? Yeah. You saw the part where he's like, fake news! Yeah, the girls love it. Yeah, it's a good. It's actually a really the good movie. The fake news line made, genuinely made me laugh. Yeah, the it's, fact a, that it's they incorporated a good, that into yeah, a it's kid's a, Christmas movie. It was a good movie. But yeah, he's ben a ma- massive. Him and his wife, what's it, Goldie Hawn? They're, yeah. they're massive Trumpers. That doesn't bother me. Whenever I find out 
That's that's I, what I wasn't thinking it would. I was just like, no. But what I'm saying, like, when it, well, there are people who, when they find out a celebrity likes Obama, like, oh fuck, I'm not watching his movies anymore. <laughs> there, there are childish people like that on both sides of the aisle. And it's like you could you could tell me you could tell me that you know Billy Paxton loved Trump. You what could, uh, he. Well, he's dead. He wouldn't. Have, he, he doesn't even know about. I know. Good for him. Good on him, Bill. You, yeah, you could tell me Jeff Bridges likes him. You could. That would dude, break me. Like I don't care. That would break he's me. He's still cool as shit. Okay. <laughs> That's not. Can we just take his name out of it though? Like Sam choose Sam a less. Say Stop. Sam these are all my him. favorites, man. I don't want to find out. These guys are. Patrick Swayze's ghost likes him. <laughs> There's, there it is. Patrick Swayze. Even Patrick Swayze's ghost likes Donald Trump. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't care. If you could be haunted, care. just because we're on, before we go into some kind of topical right-hand turn, let's stay in La La Land for a minute. If you could be haunted by any dead celebrity ghost, and I mean haunted doesn't mean like this person's going to pop in and scare you all the time, but just generally just hangs out. Like, are they watching you beat off? Or are they they're... They're aware that you're beating off, but I'm saying they're more or less just like a, a spirit that will pop down at the right time and share stories about their life. Well, I mean, just because it's relevant, Bill Paxton comes to mind because I feel like that ghost all is, is going to surprise you with a beef. It's what's for dinner <laughs> with his dick in his hand. Because he famously did that all on, like, the entire time they filmed that movie where he played Coconut Club Dread. Yeah. yeah. Margarita, or, uh, uh, The Broken Lizard guys. Pina Colada said Berg. famously, like, the you've, entire time they were in Mexico you've, filming you've that. You've told this story at least five yeah. times. Beef. <laughs> for dinner. But of all you the dead celebrities. Lines, I don't know. But I'm, well, think about it. Of all the dead celebrities. You're Marilyn right out of the gate. I th- I'm a little upset that you kind of z- honed in on that. <laughs> But there is probably hey, more because I can't fuck a ghost. Well, hey, ghost Marilyn, can I see your your ghost body naked? <laughs> what would a hand job from a ghost feel like? Is cold? it just like cold vapor? <laughs> cold. Could breeze? you come, even I, if it's cold? I doubt it. No. I think I could make myself come if I was looking like a ghost of Marilyn <laughs> jacking me off. I think I could get there. Is she just like one shade of like gray? I don't know. I'm not. I, maybe. No, I, is she like a is she, is she like a pan ima- crazy? Imagine it's like I, I guess what, what I would look at it, and and this kind of fucking la la land that I'm in, it's more like a hologram. Mm. It's not like a ghost, like in a movie. Okay, it's like a, a like a Patrick Swayze ghost from the movie. Yes, yes, like at yeah. the end of Ghost, and that he, kind of thing. He did manage to touch. So if you want to play within the rules of Ghost, then yeah. Look, I mean, if you tell me I can do some pottery, <laughs> while I'm half naked and Marilyn's Marilyn? right behind me, or. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. With just that huge ghost bush just resting up against oh, your Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> She'd still have a ghost bush. And you can't shave when you're a ghost. There's the episode title. <laughs> ghost bush. <laughs> Did you like today's episode title? Controversial mixed, mixed, mixed company topics? Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, but I, I know I know why you would think I'm going right to, to Maryland, but I, I don't think I would. I, I would want someone... A little bit more interesting. Chris Farley? That was a good one. Now I'm also thinking historically. I think it would be kind of cool to have like a... Adolf Hitler? Yeah, not so much. But I was thinking more like a like a Kennedy. You know, just to be like, what was it? When you, were, when you, when you got <laughs> shot, right? Like what was... And you reached forward. Yeah. What were your thoughts right then? I mean, just generally. Or Lincoln. Same thing. First thought? Probably fucking Lyndon. <laughs> been gunning for my seat from day one. <laughs> yeah. 
That's good. That's good. But yeah, I'm just saying, like maybe even the real Doc Holiday. It's just endless. I think you'd have to spend an Wild exorbitant Bolt. amount of time uh, thinking on it before you made your selection. Well, yeah, you got a lot of ghosts. To I mean, come so many, so yeah. many. So I mean, we haven't even touched like on the music. You know, side of Edith things. from the Presbyterian Church is going to go to Jesus every time, or <laughs> Ethel. It was Ethel. <laughs> Well, that, that just goes to show that she's not really reading up because he's not a ghost. Yeah. He rose again. He did. So he did. She's, she's screwed up there. Do we ever find out why she's called Big Nose Kate? And for those listening, I'm talking about Doc Holliday's paramour, his his accompaniment. I don't know. Maybe she's, that, she's a prostitute. We always knew that. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that she's a thief. Maybe Big Nose in the Old West was... Yeah, like a synonym for yeah, a, like, a thief. Like a thievery know. thing. I love this part. I was like, that's why you're not wearing a bustle. <laughs> but uh, of all, you know, and I, as is well documented on this podcast, ever made a movie. Val Kilmer's in it. I don't know. I don't know. Bloated what, and all. I don't, yeah, bloated or not. I don't care. Have I'll find a role. Yeah, he, it's not, it's a funny film, actually. I actually, anything. I, I anything. laughed at the break of peeing when I saw that in theaters. But in fairness, <laughs> it's because me and Josh got really stoned in the middle of the day, took an Uber to the theater and could not have been more high watching that movie. Yeah, and I'm not... And I will suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> when you see Ryan Phillippe waddle across the screen with celery in his ass, it's like, this is so dumb and so funny. Yeah, MacGruber is just... not. It's, it's really stupid, but it's also really entertaining. His sex scene was... <laughs> like, <laughs> nothing better. Oh, uh, yeah, but... Val Kilmer in this, it's just a, you almost feel bad when you watch it again yeah. after some years. And you like, this is, I've probably, and this is con- conservatively, I've probably seen this movie no less than 25 times. I mean, this was one I would put on when I went to bed at night. Totally. It's one that if I was just real high and bored, I'd put it on. Then you catch it on TV a lot. So conservatively, I've seen this film 25 times. And I mean from start to finish, not like picking it up halfway. But when you watch this shit now, you just kind of feel for... Because it's a star-studded cast. Sam, you know, Kurt, all these... Bill Paxton, and even this, like you said, the side players. Yeah. That uh, fucking... We're about to see... Billy Bob Thornton here yeah. for five minutes. Jason Priestley? Yeah, Jesus. It's like 90210 <laughs> out there. But it's... It, you just I feel... This <laughs> you just feel for these guys. When I watch Because him, he steals this movie. And if well, you look at screen time, he's barely in it. Yeah. I mean, what do you think total screen time for Doc Halliday was in this mill? Maybe like... maybe 20, 15, 15, 15, 20 minutes of an hour and 45 minute movie. I mean, that's, and I think that, that, because, you know, look, you go online, if someone, if I see it all the time, there's so many gifts Mm -hmm. of Ami Huckleberry, of of his character, but you never see like Bill Paxton, damn, this burger's jumping. (laughs) They they never took that. They never took Sam or any of these other guys and made it. It's only Doc Holliday. The most Morgan has is, what? What do you think of the stars? Like a fucking Lion King scene or something. <laughs> no, I uh, I feel for for Val Kilmer. Be- I mean, I know he's a lunger, as they say in the movie. He's got tuberculosis. But well, I, I hope you die. <laughs> so. Every time you see him, he's just po- pooling sweat. Well, he's just pale. I mean, come on. I mean, they, look, well, I, I, I love historical like conversations. I want to know what the temperature actually is. Right, right there? Right there. Like, 
is it genuinely warm or is it actually a really cool Southern California back lot? Fuck no. Oh, well, that is. Are you talking about it, right now where the they're film, at? Not okay. reality. Not reality. The film, like, what, what, like, because you can see old Curdy Russell over here. He's sweating, but this dude isn't. But right. he just rode in. It's like, are they really sweating? Is it really warm? Because they're wearing period garb. It's heavy wool shit. Well, wearing. we'd have to find out where it was shot. Like, but this, to, you, to what you were saying, I like historical conversations. But And it's like we've discussed many times, if you could go back in time, would you or where would you go? A lot of people say they want to go back to the Old West. That's a very common answer Yeah. when you ask somebody, where would you travel back to? Oh, the Old West. And it always flashes me to that scene from a... a, a was it A Million Ways to Die in the West? Mm-hmm. The guy that, yeah. uh, Seth MacFarlane, where he's going down the myriad of things yeah. about why the time and place they live is the worst fucking thing that could have happened to them. Yeah. Cholera, the black shits. <laughs> and like on and on. You know what? I, you go to a doctor, you know what he told me to do? Let a bird peck at it. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he points out you get a good, you get, I got a cold, he said, you need an ear nail. An ear a nail in my ear. <laughs> like when he points out the guys that have been like coal mining or whatever all day. Like, yeah. They have to eat spicy food because they can't taste anything. <laughs> and one of them like farts and, and dies. Yeah, he's like, but of course, with that diet, they die early. <laughs> but that's my like to what you were saying about holiday or holiday. This is not. A, it's only romantic because it's been made romantic. Yeah. Living in this time period yeah. would have been hot garbage. Well, no, and that's why Dead. I mean, Deadwood does a good job, particularly with the thoroughfare. If you look at the ground in Tombstone, it's just sandy dirt, yeah. right? You look at the ground in Deadwood, and it, it's like it's like one to two foot deep bogs of mud. That's a little different though. Deadwood, South Dakota is not Obviously, Tombstone, Arizona. Terrain. Yeah, you're talking about desert here versus high black. You know, it's different terrain. Obviously, no. I, I understand for expediency what you're saying. Well, and also they, I mean, they pointed out in Deadwood like that when people when the when the shit buckets full, <laughs> they don't like take it far away. Like the streets, <laughs> the streets in old west towns are just filled with piss no. and shit. That's what I was telling my buddy because this all spawns off a conversation I've had in the past where a buddy of mine's like, "Oh, no doubt, I'm going to the old west." Because mm-hmm. in his mind, it's going to be like that video game, Red Dead Redemption, yeah. where you just, you just murder people. Murder right people. Away. It's Grand Theft Auto but on a horse. Right. And then when you're done killing and raping, you can just go play cards, right? <laughs> that's he just. That's what he thinks that, that was. And I'm like, let me ask you something. When you get heartburn, <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. You have Pepto? <laughs> okay. When you get a, a severe migraine, and these are just tiny little things. Yeah. When you get a cut on your hand, it's a little deep, not enough to go to the hospital, mm-hmm. but you need something to put on it, a little hydrogen peroxide or something. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think they did? They ran putrid creek water over yeah. the cut. For their heartburn, <laughs> they just assumed that was the devil. Yeah. They didn't know that it was something they ate. I mean, the list of things. Like, I, 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 know, I, I noticed... I eat, I eat this Mexican food with the peppers, and about an hour later, I feel like I'm about to die. And it only happens when I eat the peppery food. I always know. I always would chastise me. I notice you run your AC at 65 degrees. <laughs> now, how are you going to do that when the only option you have is to hire a whore to, to fan you <laughs> until you fall asleep, like, yeah. I'm serious. Like, yeah. they don't they don't think of it. It's like someone says, "I want to go back to to Roman times." Like, Are you sure? Because yeah. like you said, yeah. do you really want to like wake up and have to dodge a million shit and piss pots yeah, while no, you're trying to walk down if, just the basic street? If somebody said like you you have to, this is required of you to go back in time to an era for a month. Mm-hmm. Choose. 
whatever I choose, it's going to be... Relatively close to where you are now. <laughs> no, no, what I was going to say, it's going to be a region where air conditioning is not a concern. Okay, so like Northern Europe or something. Northern Europe or, uh, fuck, just Northern California. That's true. Southern California. Southern California, yeah. provided it's not during one of those random heat waves. Yeah, there are heat waves where it gets up to 80. God yeah. forbid. Well, I mean, I just remember going into the trip last summer and everybody was like, it's like 72 every day. It's per-. And we get there, it's like 78. It's like, well, they, they called that a heat wave. I know. I was like, listen. <laughs> my, I mean, my sister-in-law especially, who lives in Los Angeles, like she says... Brent would love the weather here if you guys would just come. It's so nice. It's like it's like 72 on a hot day. I think it's down in the mid to low 60s when the sun goes down. Yes. That's all ever anybody says. I've been to L.A. twice. The first time I went, it was hotter than shit. Which one was the one with the balls in the sink in the Ethiopian? That was the second, second time. That was the we don't need time. to go back down. I just wondered. When we went to L.A. for Banks being that movie, I remember it being hot as fuck. And, and then in Los Angeles, let alone like San Bernardino out in the desert, that was right. like 110. But just in L.A. itself, when Brian and I would go outside to the pool, it was hot as balls. And it was like, oh, yeah, we're having a heat wave. Well, and I will say this. One. In the city center, which I only went to the once, we mm-hmm. just rode about and had lunch. It was normal hot. It yeah. was like 90 degrees. Yeah. Because they're not getting any of the ocean breezes. Right. You got the smog. You've got everything else. I'm just, it's a lot of hype. For the, the weather in my two experiences, it was like, it's, uh, in fairness to Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, uh, and the other one, Redondo. Yeah. I understood there was a heat wave, and this was unusually high. I did get to experience the decent weather at sort of the back end of the day. But I just remember thinking, like, everybody brags about the weather out here. The two times I've been, haven't been impressed. <laughs> <laughs> It takes a lot to impress you with weather. But point being, if I had to choose an era to go live inside a month, it would, you know, it'd be the Amalfi Coast in Italy when Ooh. the when the you know the breeze is coming up and you don't need AC or heat because it's the perfect temperature all day and night. Yeah, Plus, it's funny because Leah says like there's I, good food there no matter what oh, the era yeah. is. You're oh, gonna eat well fuck, if you go to yeah. like you know the coast of Italy somewhere. Sure, Leah's like always. I would love. I, I don't. We don't have any designs or plans on moving anytime soon. But if we did, I've always said that I would like to live in a place where I know, not I hope, but I know I'll get some snow. Like yeah. every every winter. Yeah. I'll like, know. Like a white Christmas. I'll, I'll even know that that snow might even be there for two or three months. Yeah. I might not see green grass for two or three months. The kind of snow where you learn to adapt to it. Exactly. Everyone's cars and all we drive. Not, I, I, I mean, in, in her mind, and I've told her, I would live in Montana. I would take the six months of not crazy hot but mm. warm. Yeah. And the 6 months of fairly frigid temperatures just so I could say, "Hey, this is Montana. I saw all the seasons, you know." Yeah. But she she's always so ad- she's adamant she I can't do it. I'm not I can never do cold cold weather. And then the other day, something was on the TV and she's like, "I could live in Colorado." And I was like, "What are you fucking talking about?" <laughs> What do you think it's much different? It snows pretty much in all of Colorado. <laughs> yeah, there's not one part. <laughs> it's not like you say, well, I'm from southern Colorado. We just don't get that much. <laughs> I don't know why I think those from Colorado sound like that. I don't really think Coloradoans have an accent. If we have they somebody don't. listening from Colorado, please chime in, but I don't. They don't. I okay. have friends in Colorado. We've been, I've been to I mean, Colorado. it makes sense. They're dead in the center we're of the, the country. Yeah, we're in the safest place from a, for a nuclear attack. They're right in the middle. Mm. There's a lot of I heard there's a lot of nukes underground out there, right? Because that's the best place to launch them from because it's the farthest point for nukes to reach. Ah, that makes sense. But this is a great ad for travel to Colorado. <laughs> Come for the weed and the nukes, stay for the snow in the winter. 
But she she saw something. We started looking at it. I was looking at places to live in Colorado, and I found these awesome spots, you know. And I was like, she's like, ah, I couldn't do it. And then all of a sudden, a couple of days ago, I could live in Colorado. Salt Lake City, they get snow, and it's nice yeah, there. the weather. A lot there, of Mormons, man. I've got Kristen's got relatives there, and despite the Mormon thing, the, the weather is fantastic, and the views are just pretty everywhere. Well, I know. I do love the Southwest. We discussed that. We spent that time out there two or three years ago. I love how in the Southwest, like, you could be at the Grand Canyon, right? Mm. Desert, giant Grand Canyon, which you've never been. Take the girls. Absolutely incredible. But you drive an hour and a half north, and you go from this desert to all of a sudden it's like hiding green trees everywhere. Mm-hmm. The, the, the changes in geography sure. are so... The swings are so vast. Sure. The, I don't remember the name of the town we went up to. Like, oh, it's not it's eluding me right now, but it was absolutely stunning. And it's just, you say to yourself, an hour ago I was in the fucking desert. Yeah. Now I'm in these high green pastures. Well, along the lines of living somewhere where you know you'll get snow, I have off, I've entertained and loved the idea. I don't know how we would ever pull it off, but I would love it if we could one day spend Christmas week like in New York City, mm. provided it's a snow Christmas. If you could combine snow with Christmas and the cityscape of a city that size, the tree and the lights and just all the Home Alone tuness of it. Oh, yeah. You know, I told Kristen once, I said, if we ever won like that billion dollar Powerball, like that, you're fucking set for life and you're and three generations away are set for life, too. We take every relative that wants to go to New York for Christmas. We stay at the world renowned Plaza Hotel. <laughs> And we tell Courtesy of the Bing Bang Bong. We tell everybody. Ding Dang Dong. We tell everybody, you can use, you, everybody gets room service up to $967. <laughs> Which is like two cocktails and a bowl of ice cream. <laughs> if I, see, I don't look at it like that. I say, if I ever won the one that, the big one, like you've discussed, mm-hmm. where it's at almost a billion and you stand in line to get the ticket, that's how you know it's fucking crazy. Yeah. I'm not doing a. I'll take people somewhere, but I'm. Oh, there's a. I, my rationale is always where do you want to own homes? Because for me, it's like, one, it's never going to happen to us, but I like the thought, as yeah. we've discussed. Yeah. And for me, it's like, okay, you win that money, you don't claim that shit for up to like two months while you get your ducks in a row. Yeah. Right? You attorneys, sign the ticket. Attorneys, financial advisors, right. financial planners. I mean, you seriously you cover all your bases. I think yeah. I, I would have the wherewithal to do that, and I have the support system to do that. After that, though, it's like, yeah, you can have your spree, mm. right? Nothing stupid. Yeah. Because I think if people think a billion dollars, they think, oh, I'm just going to do whatever fuck, I'll buy a yacht. Well, a yacht is about $300 million. Yeah. You really want to use... Almost 30%. Well, really more, because by the time you get your billion, well, yeah, it's like, yeah. what, $600 million? I think you can expect to see... $700 million? I think you can expect to see, like, 30 to 40%. Right. You don't even get half. Right. So, well, no, you do. You definitely get more than half. I don't the standard, the stand, I read this article about it. The standard taxation when you take the cash option is anywhere from 38 to 42%. Right, but they, they, they not only tax the winnings, they tax the remainder as income. All right, so we'll say, let's call it an even $500 million, mm-hmm. right? I'm not buying a fucking yacht. No. I'll rent a yacht. I'll have I'll rent a boat. No. I wouldn't even do that. I'm just saying. I'm not gonna own the upkeep alone. Yeah. But what I what I definitely would do is invest in property. Totally. And I think so I always tell Leah, like, not just invest property that will appreciate appreciate. not depreciate. So like I'll have a brownstone in Manhattan. Yeah. 
so that when we want to do the Christmas getaway, mm-hmm. 100%, I'll own a, a loft in Paris. Yeah. And these are all the places I go because I've been there, and I want, I, I want to go back. So it would be like yeah. New York and Paris, and then I always kind of get lost. And one of the ones that's kind of crazy to me, I would love to own like a place in the Japanese countryside. Totally. Like near Fiji. Yeah. Not Fiji, but Mount Fuji. I got you. Uh, I've never been there, but I just think that would, like the, the trees. What's your cap? Like how many properties are you going to buy? I don't want to be, I don't know enough about it. So I would probably take advice of some people, mm-hmm. but I would, I would like, like to, realistically, I, how many homes do you, well, can, can I, you I base it, no, exactly. I base it on experience. So I'd have my place here mm-hmm. and I'd probably, what's crazy is I would try to be quiet about it, but yeah. I would probably keep my place here Yeah, because it's my home. Yeah. And then I do the New York thing, the Paris thing, the Probably the Japan thing, but that and could be kind of maybe West it, Coast, Montana, Colorado. That's maybe. the other thing. There would be two other places. I have a ranch in Montana. It'd be a working ranch because mm-hmm. that's Leah's dream. I okay. want to raise horses. It doesn't have to be in Montana. It could be South Dakota. Okay, I could do either or. But then I'd also have my kind of my honey hole, my fun time place in Vegas. Okay, I'd own probably something in the Bellagio because you can actually own. In the Bellagio, they have okay. they have both the, the the hotel, but it also has residences. Sure. So I'd probably have a place in the Bellagio so that I could. I like to gamble. I like to play cards, and then that would be fun. So yeah. I would, in total, I would probably say if I had to, to drop one, I'm dropping <laughs> Japan. Cut to in the Bellagio, like, all right, fuck. If I sell the place in Montana, <laughs> I can still come out of this somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if I've gotten to that point, I'm in real deep shit. I have really squandered. Uh, <laughs> How am I going to tell Leah? Listen, it's either the New York place or the Montana No, but ranch. while we're in La La Land, I like how this one is all La La Land so far. But, the you know, they're gambling a lot on this. But the, the it would all be compartmentalized. Yeah. Like, if you win that much money, you would certainly say... This chunk mm-hmm. is going into this compounded interest account. Totally. This chunk is going towards education or what's the thing you do when you Trust give fund. Uh, no philanthropy. Okay. Right? This one is going to help. Oh yeah, you gotta build know school. right off the top Leah's taking ten percent. Oh yeah, no, well sh- shit. And she should. Yeah. If we were at yeah, dude. I see you winking, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm just saying like that, that chunk, there would be parts I couldn't touch. Right. But I would say to her, now that we've handled that mm-hmm. and we've put away almost $400 million of the 500 we have received. Right. And we've, now we're going to take you and this. You to figure out how to blow $100 million. Well, like that. Now, now we're going to take the $100 million and we're going to buy these homes. Yeah. We're going to buy these places that will sell for more. So they're assets, not sure. something that depreciates. Sure. Okay, so we spent... Seventy-five million mm. on homes and travel and all this other stuff, right? Now we have twenty-five. At I, any point I, are you I, buying two microphones for this podcast? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> dude! We're gonna pot around the world. That's the other part. You gotta yeah. take care of the people you love. Well, and yeah. That's see. Now here's the while we're on. No, no, I know, I know, I know. I'm on a rant. I know yeah. I'm on a rant. But but sometimes this happens on here, and you're gonna get your turn. But all I'm <laughs> I'm not griping. I know. All I'm saying is when you visualize winning one of these massive lotteries. Mm. I don't think you ever take into account the pressure you're going to feel oh, yeah. from the family, yeah. from the relatives you don't speak to, 
Yeah, forget your immediate family. I think the immediate family would expect something, but they're not going to like, they're not going to be the one on the phone, right? No, yeah. I'm like, like, look, my the, parents the were relatives never. relatives that we can't even name in Thomaston, Georgia are the ones that right. hey, I heard you won the lottery. My parents <laughs> yeah. are, are done working. My yeah. brother and my sister and their wives and, the, and their kid done working. Right. Now, well, no, they're probably not done working. Right. You can choose to continue to work because you probably want to. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you know, but you know, Jeff's moving back. Yeah. He, he loves he started his job. I leak it a few episodes ago, and then I, you stopped, said we'd come back to it, and then my mom actually told me the next weekend. Yeah, yeah. So they're moving back. He would probably want to work because it's what he likes to do. Yeah. Uh, he's got this great job at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. But I, it, it would be the option. And I, I don't know. Like, let me ask you this. What – like, you would clearly have the option to not work if I won that much money. Mm. But I would say – Totally not working. Well, I know. But I'm just saying you would have that option. Yeah. Or at least – Doing something different. Something different. Where you're not but, concerned about income anymore. Right. But, and, and, of course, I would want to continue to do this with, like, top-of-the-line mics, and I would pay yeah. to have real famous people come on so we could actually just build it by yeah. buying it. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But... How'd what, you guys get famous? We won the lottery. Oh, we won the lottery, and we paid... Uh, we, we, Billy, bought, we, we bought Billy Bob Thornton. We uh, bought our way to Kurt Russell. That's why he likes Donald <laughs> Trump. And then we watched Tombstone with him. It and, went viral. And he told us, scene by scene, how hot it was. <laughs> Uh, the scene here was genuinely warm. I really hated Bill Paxton. He would always walk around the set with his dick in his hand <laughs> and do this thing about beef, it's what's for dinner. It got fucking old the first day. Yeah. But what amount? Like, if I won, <clears throat> I said, all right, Brent, you got the two babies. Yeah. I don't want you to work anymore because I know that, I know that you, you don't really love what you do. <laughs> you do it because yeah. you, you love it, yeah. but you don't love it. Yeah. So, so what is the you're amount? Getting, you're getting to the first snag, because Chris and I have had this conversation more times than I can count. Because well, it's the most We've fun conversation. We've won the lottery at least 100 oh, times. Oh, easily. I'm but worth like $9 billion. Dollars. You're getting to the first snag. Anything that you give anyone over, I think, $10,000, it gets Taxable. gets taxed. Yeah. So the idea that you're just going to, like, whatever that whatever is, whatever that mom and dad, you don't have to work anymore <laughs> figure is, they're going to get taxed out the ass for it. So you've, not, you've now taken your billion... Cut it down significantly in taxes, both on, uh, both on a winning and as income, and now you're going to tax it more by giving away too much. Yeah, but there's ways around that. So you put it in a trust. Trust me, I've yeah. done the, the, the research. There are ways around it. What we ultimately settled on was rather than giving everybody huge sums of money where they could potentially, because you are going to have that relative who just squanders it and comes back asking for more. That's on them. Look, I would be the right. most hard no- I'm the most hard nosed salesman you know. I'm a guy that will literally tell a customer that's been working with for three months, like yeah. or three years, like, oh, <laughs> uh, my machine broke and all the pots melted. That's too bad. <laughs> Did you unplug Fuck it? Fuck you, pay me. No, fuck yeah, I kind of, I'm the poly. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, pay no, me. No, but we, we sort of settled at one point on the idea of rather than just giving out huge sums of money to potentially lose more in taxes. Why not go to people and say, what do you need, and buy things for them? Sure. You buy a home for your parents outright, and then you sell it to them for a dollar. Right. And now they own the house, and it's paid for. And you skirted giving them half a million dollars. You bought them a half a million dollar home. I got it. But I'm so saying, those what, are, what, so even okay, even on that model, what's the sum? 
Oh, like the don't have to work if you don't right. want to. Right, for you personally. Like if, if it was like, okay, I'm not going to give you the money because we talked about the taxation back when yeah. we did pod number 50. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that by some fucking miracle, <laughs> I just won a yeah. billion dollars. It's only going to come to me in 600 million. Mm-hmm. And I know you don't want me to give you two or $3 million because you'll just get taxed down to 1.1. 1. 1. Yeah. So what's what can I do? What's the figure that I can make it so you don't have to work? Uh, well, if, yeah, if we put all that aside, we're not thinking about taxes. If you're just going to write me a check because you can, uh, mm-hmm. you know, minimum, I'd say like maybe five mil. It seems right. But I was, I was I thought I'd be a little lower. Like I thought if I stroked a two and a half. Well, cause this is not me trying to bargain for when I do win. <laughs> and you're like, hey, so I remember on pod so 50, like we, we spent a great deal of time. <laughs> we spent a lot of time talking about this, and it was pretty clear I needed five, <laughs> and you're only offering two and a half. So I'm just wondering. Well, no, because here's here's our first rule. First of all, whenever the lottery comes. Do you have a lot of, like, you're, you're probably like a million and a half in debt. Is that what it is? Totally. Yeah. Now, we have the lottery conversation a lot, and what Kristen will always bring up is how we split it with our family. And, yeah. I, and I always say, pump the brakes on who gets what. <laughs> I admire the fact that you want to share it with all of our immediate family and probably even some extended and probably even people who aren't blood relatives who are just that good of a friend. Um, said, but first and foremost, whatever that figure is, that take-home figure, let's call it 600 mil, half of it is set aside. We can share the other half. Half of it, though, right off the top, we set that aside. That goes into high interest, all the shit that you rattled off before. Sure, but you, you know you got to take that offshore. But still, compounded interest is what but you're we're, looking we're, for. We're cutting, we're cutting our take-home pay in half, and then whatever's left, then we can talk properties, how to share it, who to share it with. Yeah. So I'm not going to share the entire amount outright. We're going to nest egg 50% of that, that money. You know what would actually be really fun to think about? Because you think about the winning. It would be thinking about who not to give money to. Yeah. Our Friends family. and family. Yeah. Like, they're going to come, mm-hmm. and, you, and you'll sit diligently, mm-hmm. and you'll listen to them. <laughs> like, hey, um, no. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Just no. Yeah. Like, I, I, I know that you feel like you're owed mm-hmm. because lightning hit me, mm-hmm. and it did. Yeah. It's just like getting struck by lightning ten times. I've heard you out. You made some good points. <laughs> and just be clear, I will pay for lunch. <laughs> Well, I'll pay for the meals. I'm not going to drink. It's the middle of the day. You shouldn't be drinking. You shouldn't be drinking. Clearly, you have financial problems. Listen, if you want to go to treatment, we'll talk. I'll do like a 25% of that. But it's going to be a hard pass for me. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. That, how much fun. And I've and I've, I've sussed and when that. They, and I, when they get sassy, but yeah. look, uh, I could call my, my, my friends over. Yeah. That's I've already, Bruno. I've already gotten comfortable with the idea of us never speaking again before <laughs> I won the money. So now that you have a reason to not speak to me because you're mad, it works out even better. For me. So you know, best of luck to you. I will. I'll send you hundred dollars on your birthday. <laughs> I'm just gonna need your address. Give it to my assistant. Not even cash. No, give it to my assistant's assistant. It's a it's a gift card. It's a Chili's gift card to LL Bean. <laughs> That reminds me of the, op- op- the office. It's peach iced tea. You're going to hate it. <laughs> I forgot that. I like that one. Oh, but the lottery conversations are always so intriguing because people's idea of what they're going to do never matches what yeah. they actually do. And then wow, you see those yeah. shows. You see those shows about these poor, water-headed people that were poor their whole life. Mm. And then they win big. And the next thing you know, 
They've bought. They sell a house with the pool and the Shark Tank. They bought everyone they knew fucking gifts and cars and houses and clothes and then they went to Vegas one weekend and it just all falls apart and it just seems like has it makes a lot of sense though do you think anyone actually I know this to be true Hmm. so before I even ask the question I often think people that win the lottery are probably pretty stupid because primarily poor people play the lottery (laughs) right but I did know a, a very nice intelligent couple in Texas we don't need to give any more information than that but they were already affluent mm. worked hard they were older saved their whole lives raised their family had a nice home even people and, like and, that like the and, scratch-offs right and probably uh, uh, so they were already I would say conservatively worth a, a couple million dollars not like wealthy but rich yeah and then they won like 14 and a half million in the Texas state lottery so they were probably just fucking around yeah Right, and they won all this money. So it's just like one of those things where it's like, but that's the rare occasion, and where sure. a smart couple, yeah, won fifteen million dollars to add to what was probably already five, and they know how to manage millions. Right. Whereas, fucking Joe Q citizen over here, who's probably got four hundred and ten dollars in a Wells Fargo account, wins thirty million. I'm long horns every it's Applebee's tonight, baby. Strap on your good dress. <laughs> let's get on. Let's head on over to that dress barn. We're gonna buy you every dress in this <laughs> store. When you walk into Burlington Coat Factory with a thousand dollars in your hey, pocket, hey baby, <laughs> guess what? Today we're going to Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> Is that still around? I think so. That that, it, that was a fad that seemed to just live for a second and die hard, but it's I don't still know. A thing. In fact, the guy that's in charge of it, just in terms of my menswear nerd knowledge, is a very highly respected um, men's style icon because he, since he took over four or five years ago, because it still is a brand, he's reintroduced the clothing and style that was original to that brand long before it was popular with preppy assholes in the 90s. Sure. Stuff going back to, like, the 1960s Ivy League era. Oh, interesting. That's because it has origins there. Just like Brooks Brothers has origins. And speaking of fashion, what do you think about the socks? What you got there? That's a little million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. You like that? I don't know who that is, but... Oh, come on, WWF! Don't know who it is. What the fuck? For those listeners that do, I'm wearing some pimpin'-ass socks tonight (laughs) with my million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. can't believe you don't know who that is. I'm sorry. We talk about wrestling all the time. I don't know all of them. Think your dad would know? Probably. He's got to know. Hold on. Here? Oh, he's leaving. (laughs) He's literally leaving as we open the door. He didn't didn't say goodbye this time. It's fine. It's kind of a distraction. Well, you know, back to the... I, I had something I was going to say about the lottery, but... but We've really overdone it on the lottery. Yeah, that's fine. Honest. It's the lottery show. It's Ghost of Maryland and lottery. <laughs> like a ghost bush on the lottery. <laughs> but... Um, I'm sorry. Well, no, I forget what I was going to say. We, we, were, talking talking about about we were talking about fashion. We were talking about who you would get to say no to. It's, oh, man. Yeah, that's a fun one. I'm seriously getting more excited about thinking about who I would tell no yeah. than I do thinking about, like... Well, how much are we going to give Brent Christian? Because that's not fun. You're definitely going to get something. It's much more fun to think about, <laughs> that guy's definitely going to show up at my door yeah. and say, hey, man, like, I know you're probably getting this a lot. I just need a little help. And the, and the most fun part is, well, tell me more. <laughs> you know the whole time you're saying no. It's never, no. it's, n- it's never going to be any different. But you're like, well, tell me what you're thinking. And then you get to hear their whole little story. Oh, no, story. that's when you go, so... <laughs> Like, 
2.8 mil would that <laughs> would that help and you just you just see the just the elated joy come over their face like oh yeah I could I mean, yeah I could definitely it's like uh. now I'm thinking well, now I'm thinking and you kind of spit ball for a second and they're just hanging on you every word you're like how about nothing <laughs> too harsh. Look, the harshness is in the simple... And then you just lean back and you grab your chalice. <laughs> yeah, the one... The, yeah, you grab the chalice that would have been the wrong choice in Indiana <laughs> yeah. Jones. Like yeah. a bejeweled, yeah. like a bedazzled pair of jeans. And you're so wealthy, you've hired a knight <laughs> to stand in the corner just to say he chose poorly. <laughs> I'm, t- that, like, I'm not going to melt. I'm not going to melt. Just on, while we're on the subject, that that is a problem I would have. I would have to have someone rein me in because I would own ridiculous shit. Yeah. I would have a DeLorean. Mm-hmm. Customized. Uh, I know what I was going to say now. This applied when we got money. I've told the Vegas story before where the random couple gave me and Kristen money. Yeah, that was a lot of money. Yeah, like $1,700, $1,700. Yeah. I remember when we had won that, she's one of you the things. You didn't win it. It was gifted when to we you. Got it, when we got it. <laughs> I looked at Kristen and I said, "We are not going to gamble at all for the rest of this trip. Sorry. Any any Las Vegas luck that we came here with, we it's just, already happened. We just yep. got. Yep. So my point before, I know you said you'd want to have a place in Vegas because you like gambling. Well, I, I like playing cards. I'm not a gambler. You enjoy playing cards. I would if I won that kind of money. I would go to Vegas, uh-huh. and I might I might throw a little bit of money around with maybe a group that I'm with for the fun of it. Sure. But I would gamble, like literally gamble as little as possible, because as far as I'm concerned, I've cashed in on my luck for life. I'm not I wasting mean, any money you say in Las that. Vegas. I, you say that, right? Yeah. But I, I, I saw a video of this really rich guy that went to like a... Some uh, casino, I think it was in Monaco, and you could tell he he was already rich, mm-hmm. and he put a three hundred thousand dollar bet down on the roulette table that turned into like fifteen million because it just hit. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, now you have to have money to do that. Yeah, and you would do that. I'm not saying it would be three hundred thousand, but you would definitely gamble. That's what I'm saying I would throw it around, but I would not make Vegas a regular destination. It'd be I didn't like say a, it'd be regular. It'd be like a, let's go in the spring when it's not terribly hot, and let's go in the fall when it's not terribly hot. Leah despises Las Vegas. She's only been the once. Mm. Uh, well, I think she might have went when she was a kid, but that doesn't count. Yeah. So she went as an adult with us on a family trip. I love Vegas, and it's really interesting why. And I, uh, I'll tell you Great that food. there actually is astoundingly good food in There's Vegas. Lots, it's like I mean, a, it's Gordon a food. Ramsay comes to mind, Tom Colicchio. <laughs> those are those, we went to Colicchio's Steakhouse. Yeah. I've told you about the best meal I ever had in my life was in Vegas. Yeah, it's I mean, a place that's... Now shut down, but at the time it was absolutely the best meal I've ever had. You can get a hand job. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean you can. <laughs> They'll flick the card. You call the number. You get a hand job. But I was watching. I so a couple about a year ago I had seen a um, a preview. It was it had a theatrical release, but it didn't go anywhere. Over that door now. And it was yeah. Down. It was just called The King. And it was a it's an Elvis documentary on the surface, but in reality. It's more of a documentary about this country mm-hmm. and where we're headed, both politically and socially and economically, all the things. But it uses Elvis as a backdrop. So you have these two parallel story arcs of Elvis and the country, the United States, that is, not Australia for, right. for M&P. Right, so America's becoming a fat, bloated pill addiction. Exactly. They're saying that at, at, 
without the without without, without ruining it, they're essentially saying, and it, so what they did was they, the the crux was they took Elvis's 1962 Rolls Royce, mm-hmm. which is a weird purchase for a guy in America at that time. Just is mm-hmm. you think Cadillac? Everyone thinks pink Cadillac, but he actually rode around in this Rolls Royce more often than than you know. But they took the Rolls Royce and the director drove it around the country. I mean. All 3,000 miles. It's funny because a lot of the scenes are breaking down a lot because mm. it's a 62 rolls. So a lot of the footage is them trying to fix it while they're just sitting on the side of the road. I'm just trying to figure out what the country metaphor is for dying on the toilet taking a shit. Well, hold on. I'm getting there. So they interviewed a lot of a lot of the great parts where they had a lot of unbelievable musicians, stuff you've never heard of, people you would really dig. I don't know why I'm saying like that. I know you... Well, dig it. You, you definitely would, though. It was like uh, one of the groups, the guy started singing. I said, you know who that is? And Leo was like, yeah, that's the people that sang the intro song to True Detective, the first season. Mm. You remember that with yeah. McConaughey? And when the last light falls in the dark. And mm. he was in the car, and he's singing with his partner, and they're wonderful. And there's like, and then they have famous people. They, for whatever reason, Ashton Kutcher shows up, and he actually makes some really salient points. And you forget that he's actually a really, actually intelligent person. And then he pushed Acorn, the new app for minute that helps you save yeah. money on purchases and then ethan hawk had a big um speak like a they interviewed him a lot and he was really it was just interesting to see these guys that you see out of context because he was really talking good shit mm. but he was saying at every point in elvis's career he didn't choose creativity he chose money mm. and he i mean it's clear he comes out of the army he signs that the most lucrative movie contract up to that point in movie history, but they're awful, and it takes him away yeah. from what he wants to do for ten years. Yeah, and then he gets a chance. He breaks free from that and says, "I want to do something different." You get the '68 comeback special, which builds a lot of buzz, and he he clearly says out loud, "I want to go on tour. I want to go to Japan. I've never left the country outside of the military mm-hmm. when I went to Germany." But his manager wouldn't let him do it because his manager wasn't an American citizen. So the minute they would have applied to do that, Colonel Tom Parker would have been in a lot of trouble. So he chose to keep Elvis down. Mm-hmm. So then he says, "We'll go to Vegas," and they offer. In, well, at that time, and probably one of still, the most lucrative Vegas contract to only play exclusively in Vegas. And he mm. did that. And that's mm. where he got his addiction to opiates and barbiturates <laughs> and all the things. And that's where he started to slowly die. Yeah. And that's his point. At every decision in Elvis's career in life, he chose the money. And where did it lead him? Fat, bloated, and high on drugs and dead on a toilet seat at 42 years old. Yeah. And that, so this movie was made literally in, like, if you're looking at a timeline, as this 2016 campaign was ge- was gearing, mm. and it ends with, of course, the inevitable ending that we all know happened. But it's just it's an insanely interesting film. And their point about Vegas was people look at Vegas like it's Sin City, like it's an aberration. Mm. But the counter argument to that is there is no more pure pure American city mm. than Las Vegas. It is the ideals at that city. Yeah. You see my point? It's the last little bit of the Wild West. It, it's not even that, though. It's just yeah. the most... It is where the capitalistic greed has no inhibition. There's no... Yeah. There's no. It's not like you're in the South, and you, and you, and well, you, and you hide it, and you hide it behind the veneer yeah. of, of religion, Yeah. right? You say, capitalism's good, but we have religion, too. Vegas, long ago, Yeah. I mean, from its inception, said, don't care about that. We're here yeah. to make money. Well, and Vegas is a good example of what some people might refer to as the coldness of capitalism. Mm-hmm. You put down a thousand dollars, you bet on black, it's red. You don't. It's, there's there's no there, there's no apologies. They just they just slide your chips away <laughs> from you, and you can't be like, oh, I didn't. I meant to. 
what I meant to do was like there's no and it's not it's not shitty on their part like this is the mechanism mm -hmm. and and you chose poorly yeah <laughs> you chose poorly so but it's Matt's email was, that's all it said the, the guy yeah I saw <laughs> the guy behind the roulette wheel he's not an asshole right the roulette wheel's not rigged I think about Vegas vacation with a dealer the guy from Princess Bride is the dealer yeah, Wallace Shawn yeah yeah and, and inconceivable inconceivable but he keeps uh, Clark keeps coming back to the table he's like look here Mr. Griswold how about this give me half your money now I'll go out back I'll kick you in the nuts and we'll call it even <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that film. But yeah, you're you're I like that. The the coldness of, of capitalism. That's what Vegas is. Yeah. You make your bet and you lose ninety-eight percent of the time. Yeah. And it's with a smile, yeah. they casually take your chips away from you. Yeah. I love that. But it was when I watched it, I was like, now I know why I've always kind of liked Vegas. There's no pretense. There's no illusory uh, illusory kind of fucking yeah. nonsense there. There's no there's no um hypocrisy in right. Vegas. It, Vegas is what Vegas is. And it's a town right. that's built to siphon off your money right. and occasionally pay you a little bit. Right, well, and as the guy that I met on a plane on coming home from Vegas, who's from Vegas, once said, this town wasn't built on winners. <laughs> that's a good, it's a good point. Because I, I asked him, I said, do you live in Vegas, you're from Vegas, do you gamble? He's like, no. I go into town every now and then, and I might, I like craps because I like the game. I might play just for the fun of it. Mm -hmm. But this town wasn't built on winners. <laughs> That's a good one. Simple. Yeah. Elegant. So I was like, yeah, point taken. But I was coming home with like $800 from craps. So I'm thinking like, yeah, but sometimes you win too. It's yeah. Like, well, yeah, people win, but this town wasn't built on the winners. No. It's built on everybody who thought they could turn your three into six, and their six into 12, and they lost it all. It's like that, you've already mentioned it tonight, the uh, the office where Michael finds out he's broke and he's maxed out on his credit cards, and he goes over to Kevin. He's like, you like to gamble, right, Kevin? <laughs> yes, I, I do gamble. He's like, do you have any tips where I could uh, double my money and then triple that money? Like an insider, he's like, you know anybody that's going to, like, throw a fight? <laughs> like it's a, he, in Michael's mind, it's just something. where he goes, I declare bankruptcy! bankruptcy! Yeah, and he runs away and tries to get a, be a hobo on the train. <laughs> but it was just the fact that in Michael's mind, that's just how it works. I'll just go and make a bet, and I'll yeah. double that, yeah. and then I'll triple that. And then I'll double that's and triple that. Do. That's all I have to do. I have to double it, then triple it, then double it. I mean, I see that when I play cards all the time. These 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 cats, I, I don't know. It's just like you, they don't, when they lose, they don't seem to be able to understand that that's what happens yeah. more than the other side. It's the, you're, the addiction is, you're addicted to chance. It's, yeah. All of gambling is literally a coin toss. You yeah. don't know what card's coming out of the shoe next. You don't know if it's going to go red or black. It's been black the last 15 rolls, and you can be certain it's going to be black again, and then it's fucking red. That's why I don't, when I say I don't gamble, I don't play the games of chance. And I, I will argue with anybody that says poker is a game of chance. Because, yes, the cards coming out is all chance. Mm. But if I can make you fold mm. before you get to see the next card, because I know you don't have anything. Yeah. And I bet it big into you, and you and you. I told told my mom the other day. There's no better feeling than when you don't have anything. You have nothing. Yeah. And you make somebody bets an average bet at our table is thirty to forty dollars. You bluff people into folding. Yeah. If he puts out thirty, I look at him and I say, "There's." I do. I do. I go through the reasoning and I say, "There's no reason he would be betting that right now." 
So mm-hmm. if I believe in myself, which is like a lot of what poker is, I say I raise 120, and they muck it. They, t- they throw their cards away. There's no better feeling. And yeah. a lot of people like to gloat and turn over their bluffs. I never do that. I don't want them to see it yeah. because I want them to think next time, fuck, he's got it again. Yeah. Or fuck, he might have been bluffing, but I don't fucking know. Well, and in that scenario, since you just won the hand, you just made their $30. Yes, yeah. and whatever was in the pot before it because they probably already made it at least one or two calls to get to that point. Sure. That is the – I don't like – people think that cards or poker, no limit, is, is a game where you show down every hand. Mm. Like you get to the end and both players turn over their cards. I don't like that. In fact, some of my biggest nights where I've gone home with thousands of dollars, I rarely show down. Yeah. It, it gets to a point where they bet, I raise, they might call, mm. but now they know I'm going to raise you again if you bet again. Mm. So they check. They try to send it back to me with a little, you know, timidity. Yeah. And then I raise 300, they fucking fold their hand. Now, I didn't get to a showdown, right. but I just took $200 off you in a matter of 30 seconds. But there is that odd time every once in a while. They're going to have they it. keep going. Exactly. And they have the hand that beats all hands. That's very true. I mean, I'll give you an example. <laughs> I, I played Saturday night, and it was awful. You're it, not wearing sunglasses and headphones. Fuck no. Right? No. <laughs> I would never wear it's to me that's the most low class thing. I, I don't wear cards. I don't I don't wear uh, glasses and I damn sure I mean I'll wear headphones from time to time if the game gets tedious. And I'll tell you, the game on Saturday was getting pretty fucking tedious because I, I got there late. They've been playing since two. It was about ten o'clock when I got there that night. And they you could tell they, they get sauced up. Everything's free at these games. Mm-hmm. So top shelf liquor. Catered food. So the ho- the running it? No. The, the hostess <laughs> has got... A, hostess is really hot and has big tits and a fat ass and will make you a sandwich or rub your back if you want it. Mm. For, you know. I mean, it's just, it, it really is what it is. It's a fantastic place. But these guys are a little sloshed and they were just talking nonsense and just being ridiculous and it got a really boring conversation. But I'll give you... I was just card dead. I mean, I, it was really bad. It hasn't happened in a long time where... I was getting like seven four, seven two, queen three, just nonsense hands, and you so just you know you're giving away your sporting goods store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what was his name in that? Uh, I, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't. He, he's Davey. Like, yeah, he's, he's and he's into Tony for like twenty large already, and then he gets into Richie. Or no, no, no. He was he was into Richie. Right. For eight grand. Right. And then he gets into Tony for forty five grand. Forty five yeah. boxes of ziti. Yeah. But yeah, no, I was just card dead. So I was mucking. I lost a little bit of money and I was I bought in for six hundred. I think I was like, fuck, I'm going home. It's like twelve. I've been here for three hours, four hours. This ain't working. So and cards weren't coming, so I, I took out a rack, which a lot of people in poker think is like a superstitious, no, you shouldn't do that move mm. before you're ready to cash out. But I was like, fuck it. So I took the rack out, and I put my checks in, put my chips in, and uh, the guy that runs the game, he had had to step out for a second. I don't really know where he went. So I was like, ah, fuck, I'll play a few more hands. But I had the chips racked. That's what a lot of card players think is bad because mm. they're superstitious. I'm not. So <clears throat> that very next hand, I get dealt the ladies. I get dealt pocket queens. It was the first maybe decent hand, first really decent hand I'd seen all night. And it's funny, I was watching Tombstone and a lot of poker in this. Yeah. But I was like, okay. Now my mind said this ain't going to go good because I finally get a hand. It, you know, it just felt like fuck. So if you know anything about cards, the Texas Hold'em, the flop comes out, it was four, six, seven. I was like, okay, it's a pretty safe flop for my maid. I already have pocket queens. I got overpair. I don't think that I had, to be honest with you, I had raised 30 or $35 pre-flop and got two callers. Well, this one guy had a lot of chips. 
he makes a bet of 30 and this other dude that was right next on my immediate right bets 100 and i or no he calls a 35 i call a 35 the turn the fourth card is an eight so now i'm looking at four six seven eight Hmm. and i'm saying if any one of these motherfuckers called any of these bets with a five are you serious you have a straight you you called my bet Hmm. with a five pre-flop that's what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. So this dude, the other dude checks. The guy next to me bets $100. Now I'm saying if I get into this hand, I, this is bad because I was trying to cash out, and now I'm going to leave with nothing yeah. if he has a five. I'm not thinking he's got anything. Or I'm thinking he's got a pair on the board or nothing. That was where my head was at. He's bluffing at it. So I sat there for a minute. I was like, do I really want to do this? Do you want to be the guy that's trying to cash out and then loses it all <laughs> right your last hand? Yeah. But I just looked at him. I was like, brother, if you called my raise with a five, you got it. And I put the $100 in. That guy folded. Next card came out. He checked. I checked because I wasn't trying to do any more nitwit shit. Mm-hmm. All he had was a pair of sixes. So I turned what was about to be a $125 <laughs> loss into yeah. a $150 gain. There you go. And then Kat, I said, fuck it. I'm out. I, I wasn't going to fucking play that game no more because yeah. I'm smart. I, I don't drink at these games. That's the other thing you'd be amazed about. These, these cats will come in and get fucking blistered. I'm saying, like, obliterated drunk, and then yeah. try to play you, and you're like, have another drink. Yeah. Please, 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 please. <laughs> like, one guy on Friday night, I want to have one Jameson, and I'm going to play for one more hour. And I texted my buddy three hours later. I said, that dude, I texted him that. And I said, yeah. about eight Jamesons, three and a half hours later, he's donked off about $2,000. He just lost it. And I, I told him, I was like, I'm trying to pour him his ninth. <laughs> Sir, can I get you? Get him a Jameson. Are you the hostess? No, no, no. I'm actually sitting right next to you, but I'm getting up. I'm getting a water. Can, can I get, get you this a Jameson? Man a Jameson and a hand job. <laughs> so that's my poker talk of the night. I, I, I enjoy let's, the shit out of it, but uh, that's, that's different. Oh yeah, safe sex. Well, let's save sex so we can save this hour, and then we'll come back for more. Ten four. We're recording again. Oh nice. I'm trying to make a deal to buy some of your. Artwork. I'm aware. I uh, I gave you the idea the other day of the double-edged sword. Did you have any luck? You know, I told. I, 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 I think what threw me on it was yours was such a good one <laughs> that I don't. I don't. I, it wasn't an attempt to top it. I just don't think. I think yours is, alone will spark. Well, you know, to be honest, the double-edged sword idea came to mind first. Politically speaking, we're not even politically. Just uh, what's what's the word for? Like, when people say I'm socially liberal and fiscally conservative, like, both of those get lumped into politics. Is there a word for social, like, a social issue double-edged sword? Or is it just social issues or social studies, sociology? <laughs> I'm not sure. I just want, I think I'm just... Soci- show, 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 show. Uh, I just want you to get to your, well, to your double-edged sword, because I... I think it'll spawn the creativity. Yeah, but the one that originally came to mind was like, you know, when when uh, this one's not as funny of the two, but this is the one that first occurred to me. When you think about it, people that are transgendered are in the public square, so to speak, more out and proud now than they've ever been in history. Mm-hmm. If you ask anybody that's willing to be honest, the idea of transgendered individuals both men and women has existed long since before anybody spoke about it publicly certainly on the news to the point where there's bathroom laws and all this shit and it occurred to me that (laughs) they've always been around they're just talked about more prevalently now and they're in the public uh, sphere so to speak similarly so racist white assholes have always been a thing there's always there's always been 
racist white dickheads. Yes. But also, they've all, you know, back in the day, they hid behind white sheets. They were a little less vocal. Can I, can I ask something real quick? Sure. I don't mean to sidetrack you. How big do you think this is? It's 30 by 30. 30 by 30. Continue. <laughs> racist white assholes. But my, my point being, the double-edged sword of the, the sort of grand coming out that is applauded by the left of transgendered people in America, the, you know, we've added a few more consonants and vowels to LGBT, and, you know, yay, society, we're progressing and becoming more open-minded about sexuality. Gay marriage is old hat. We're talking about transgender people now. The double-edged sword is, well, guess who is also now proud to be out and vocal and in the public sphere? The fucking Richard Spencer, neo-Nazi haircut, Fred Perry wearing shirt-wearing assholes. <laughs> so it's like, part of me almost thinks, like, if we could get both sides of the aisle together and agree to put the, to put their, like, that small percentage that make up their ideology back in the closet, so to speak. <laughs> yes, we're going to, yes, unfortunately, we're going to have to ask transgender people in America to be closeted again. But on the upside, we don't have to deal with Tiki Torch rallies anymore. <laughs> it's like the minute one came around, it's that old world, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Like uh, That shit really has ruined Tiki Torches, too. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. If I walk through a Home Depot yeah. and I pass one, you probably just fucking, fucking asshole. Asshole. <laughs> but the one, that, the one that made me call you was when I was at Oh, yeah, Kroger. this is the one. This is the one. Because I told this to Leah, and she's like, yeah, that's actually really good. You know, as a society, we have all agreed, we, we, we've universally agreed to accepting athleisure as a, an acceptable form of, of dress out in public. And to the your average, uh, you know, horny male's uh, uh, liking... You know, a woman in yoga pants yes. and a sport bra, she can just walk through the grocery store, you know, perky button all, and it's like, hey, all right. But the grocery store, I wanted, this is one thing I did want to add. I think there's a rule in place. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a, a young to middle-aged woman shopping in the daytime hours, weekdays, at a Whole Foods, the requirement is yoga pants. Totally. Because I'm in those places all the time, and I gotta say, of the female clientele, that is, it's it's almost a uniform. Exclusive. Yeah, my buddy Mike, who used to work in the mall, he probably wouldn't mind me saying this, <laughs> used to say, "Universal, I love when spring and summer comes around, because that's when the yoga pants come out." Mm. And he said, "You may as well be wearing nothing. I can see into your butt crack when you, when the right yoga pants come out. <laughs> you can see if there's underwear. You can see if there's a thong." Yoga pants are, you, you get just as much, you see just as much as you would without them. They're just a shade of Heather Gray. Sure. So as a society, it's good for guys who like to ogle attractive women. Like, we've all agreed, like, hey, you can wear yoga pants and and sport bras. That's that's acceptable clothing. Look how far we've come from Tombstone, where women wore dresses up to their chin. Yeah. The other side of that... <laughs> There's no, there's no rule that says you have to be, you know, fat-ass, perky, big-tittied, and hot to do it. Sure. You could also be 65, pear-shaped with that, you know, that third roll in the middle of your belly. Yeah. What's really... And rock the exact yeah. same outfit, which is what I saw at Kroger, and I thought, you know, maybe, maybe it's time we put yoga pants back in the closet. I don't know if it's worth it. 
It's just funny because like Janice Griffith Griffith walks in here in a sport bra and yoga pants. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. But then when someone akin to like my friend's great grandmother walks in <laughs> in the same outfit, it's like, fuck. You know what, Janice? We're gonna have to put on regular clothes. <laughs> well, it, if it's okay for you, it has to be okay for her, and it's not. And, that, okay and that's for where, her. yeah, that's where it. Uh, not irony, but just kind of coincidentally, after you called me and told me to think about this stuff, and you presented me with that example, I uh, I went to Kroger. And there was a, a person of interest in there, mm. and not the former, but the latter mm. of your story. This the porn was, star? No, I said like if your two examples are the hot one oh. that you enjoy seeing, yeah. and the latter being the, the other side of that coin. Yeah, it was just it happened to be coincidental that right after we got off the phone, I walk into Kroger and I was like, "Yep, yep, <laughs> we should uh, rethink these yoga pants," <laughs> because like I said, you see. Ed, that's what I don't understand. Like, I, look, 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 I know myself, right? And I know that I don't look good when I'm wearing form-fitting T-shirts. One, they're not comfortable, so I wouldn't do it. Two, I know what that would look like. Your brother, on the other hand. Well, yeah. <laughs> he can sort of pull it off, I guess. How tight is his tux going to be? I don't know. He, he, it might be painted on, like one of those. Uh, <laughs> that'd be kind of cool, actually. But <clears throat> I know that I can't wear that stuff. Right. Because I don't have a figure that, you know, makes that work. Right. So I don't do it. So I wonder why. I mean, I know women have to be fairly conscious of their body. Mm. Right? Because that's like the biggest thing you see every day. Yeah. And you can be worried about it. You can be self-conscious. Mm. And I'm not saying, maybe you don't care. I know that woman exists, too. It says, I'm fat, and I fucking don't care, and I'm going to wear whatever the fuck I want. I know that exists, and I am I guess I have to say I'm fine with that. More cushion, but, pushing. But, jeez, man, don't just don't wear yoga pants. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Because like, it yeah. doesn't do you any favors. Yeah. It, it's kind of like your story. Well, that's a different story about today with the kids. Yeah. But... Don't do that. And, yeah. You know, or don't. T- At the very least, there should be an age cutoff. The woman I saw was was definitely seven, <laughs> if not older. And she was tall and just bulbous. <laughs> I love that word. You So rarely do you get a chance. Like, she was. <coughs> it wasn't even that she was big. It was that you could, like, where she had, like, sort of just the craters of time, the yoga pants formed into. Can I take a quick break from the action to talk about this scene right here? Sure. So this is the scene in Tombstone where you have the famous, historically accurate shootout at the OK Corral. So the Earps and Doc Holliday march their ass down to go take care of the Clantons and the Cowboys. But what's really good, I uh, could probably go back, but what I love most about this scene was it's unlike any other Western where in anything else they're like looking right down the barrel mm-hmm. and they're firing and they look confident as fuck. What you see in this scene, especially with Halliday, is the reality. Yeah. And there's bullets flying. Sometimes you just put the guns above your head and just start popping off. Yeah. Like, that's what I love the most about that scene, because it's a, it's a realistic representation of what a Western gunfight was. Because I don't care how hard you are. I don't care how to use a, a you know gangster, if you want to use... Yeah. When bullets are flying in every direction, your head is down. You're not you're not picking out your target. Sometimes you're just putting the guns over your head mm. and blasting into a window, and yeah. that's all that you're doing. Anyways, I just... speaking of that, something you just said made me think that Banks shared a gift with me the other day of Riley Reed being carried like a 
10-pound sack of potatoes by a very large black man, followed by, like, six more into, like, a hotel room. And she's just giddy. She's just grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> and he said, uh, and the, the quote the quote attached to the gift was, six nines having a good time in jail. And I just wrote back to Banks, like, yeah, he's the one getting carried. <laughs> like, the, if the idea in this gift is that these brothers are bringing six nine a porn star in prison. That ain't it. No, I he's think, the pretty one with rainbow hair. I, I he's think getting carried in the room. Having not seen it, I have to imagine that's what <laughs> they're not saying. That six nine, they're bringing six nine yeah. Riley Reed. They're, they're saying six nine, six nine, is, nine is Riley Reed. Yeah. You're about to get double stuff. But that just makes me. I love Riley, but man, six dongers like and you. Just how what? does your how, how does it, physically? Physically, I'm serious. I'm not. It's not even the black thing. I don't yeah. care about that. I'm saying six randos. Just and you know these aren't randos. Well, well, these are these the, are these are pipe, you know, swinging dicks. Well, yeah, Huge. Well, I guess my question is, what's the difference between six all at once or six spread out over two months? I think there's a difference. Six over two months, your body has a physical chance to recover. <laughs> now, I did. I don't want to be too. Professional. I don't want to be too serious about this, but I did read an article on Vice about porn stars talking about the physical toll it takes on your body. Yeah. If you're working four days a week, mm. and by their work means taking some fucking massive dong. Yeah. And not well, just, it's not, you know, porn. Yeah. It's not like it's that love making, a slow thrust and right. gentle breathing. This is you being turned in every fucking position yeah. and having a 10 inch fucking dick shoved everywhere. <laughs> Ass, vagina, <laughs> mouth, plus just the physical rigor of it all. Sometimes if the director wants it to be more, uh, I mean, I don't know what the word is, but a little bit more physical. Yeah. Like I seen the ones where the, the dude's spinning. got a doggy style and he's got his, his foot. foot on her head. Yeah. Like the physical toll. Yeah, some of this takes, and not just on the women. I mean, let's be, let be, we'll be equal opportunity. What if you're a gay dude and yeah. like you do gay porn and mm. they keep bringing a bigger penis and your asshole just can't fucking take it anymore? <laughs> I just, I just say, I need like, at least five. I just worry. I, I don't worry about Riley Reed. You're a grown woman. We yeah. want you to subscribe. I just, like, how do you do it? She how do you hashtag every week? How do I know? How do you do it? Like if you in that kind of session, not mm. the overall, like yeah. not like six dongers over two months. I'm saying yeah. thirty minute shoot, you've, you're, and they're just rotating in and out. And then I also wonder, not to be too grotesque, we've definitely <laughs> taken a left hand turn here. But like you know, and those things they Did always you use your lottery money to get Riley Reed to just hang out. Yeah, because I, I'll be honest with you, I can't fuck Riley Reed. <laughs> There's nothing I can offer Riley Reed. <laughs> Not, not even. I'm not even talking about penis size. I'm yeah. just general experience. What am I gonna do to Riley Reed yeah. that she's gonna be like? Well, that was nice. <laughs> you know. Wow, I've never had someone do that to me. <laughs> oh wait, I literally did yesterday. Yesterday and the Twice. day before and the day before that. Uh, uh, but I mean, what I like. It's kind of funny you say that. I, I mean, if uh, with no strings attached, if it was just me mm. and I had the money, I'd take Riley Reed out to a movie. Yeah. Somewhere to be seen. I think she's probably got interesting conversation. I could be really wrong. She could be not maybe, not very good conversationalist, but I I think she is. I think she has a, things to say. Maybe you got a hand job through the popcorn bucket. Well, that's really. I mean, that's all I I would ever even hope for. <laughs> I mean, a blowjob would be nice from Riley Reed. Sure. But I I don't want to put my penis into her. Mm. Just because I've you know you've seen it you've seen. Dude, just think about it. Come on. You're, would you take take away all the strings? We're yeah. not hypothetically. Yes. 
You're having sex with I'll Riley Reid. If the opportunity was there, and there's and I'm single and a man about to I just time, said all, yes. all strings yes. unattached. Knowing what you've seen. Yes. Okay. I'm sure you'd have a good time. I'd like you back to Jeff Daniels. What am I not going to do a movie with Jim Carrey? <laughs> Very different. Very. I mean, not that different, but kind of different. Yeah, I, I, I'm uh, just saying. Uh, you know, no, I, I no. Know, I, I work for a distributing company. I'm on. I'm out on a sales trip in Los Angeles. We bump into each other at the Whole Foods, reaching for the last thing of Chunky Monkey ice cream. Get into a conversation. She asks if I want to see a movie later. Next thing you know, she's giving me a blowjob and, and wanting to know if I'm into anal. It's like, yeah, let's go. Like, <laughs> And I and I've and I've been playing dumb the whole time. I know exactly who she is. <laughs> so yeah, in your scenario, you're playing like, oh, I don't know who this is, and she she doesn't care. And now you're getting blown in a movie theater, and she's talking to you about butt sex. Yeah. I get it. I get it. It's a nice. I see your hypothetical. I just don't. I, I don't think I could do it. If, and if, I'm not. If, it's if, not. If, and let if me preface. Walker's like, hey, let, you want to toss the football around? You're like, nah. Uh, let's find a better metaphor. <laughs> if Herschel Walker... I'm just saying, he's a pro. Well, he, he, I'm not... Here's... Because I don't want to sound like a misogynistic piece of shit. I'm not saying that I wouldn't fuck her because she's had a million dicks in her in her puss. Mm-hmm. Or a, a, a cock for every hand for the last ten years. I'm not right. saying it that way. I'm just saying, because of that, mm. I know... What can I possibly do to make? Because I would be. You, look, man. Maybe what, she's looking for a portly white dude with a medium, medium size. Closet. I mean, maybe, but I doubt it. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. I doubt it. So are you, are you gonna know if you don't try? That's a good. I, nothing you're saying is wrong, <laughs> but I'm just telling you. In my brain, I would be like, I, I wonder. It would be like that thing where I'd be over worrying. So you gotta really tap into your oral skills. You gotta wow her no. in ways that you can. I that's off limits. I again, it gets back to what I've seen. I don't the this yeah. not even lips either pair. I, I don't. So, but still, the worry would just be like, I hope she's having a good time. I don't know. I mean, I can see she's putting on. You know, she'd put on a show. Yeah. Right. But I don't. You don't know. I mean, hell, Leah could be doing that for all I fuck. Know. <laughs> I don't know who to believe because. When you see porn stars get interviewed about dick size, it's always like, the bigger, the better. Well, that's what they have to say. They have to say that. Um, And then even sometimes, like, (laughs) candidly, like, via Twitter, when it's not attached to a distributing company, they still advocate for the huge dongs. But then I've had several conversations with (laughs) single, real-life women Mm -hmm. between, you know, my late teens to, you know, not really now. It's been a long time since I was just chatting up girls. (laughs) To talk about wiener sizes. Yeah, but whenever that conversation <laughs> would come up, most of them would say, if I'm being honest, there comes a point where too big is too big, and it's actually, it doesn't feel good, it's, oh yeah, it's it hurts, it's in too far, it's, like, width, nobody seems to have an issue with width, mm. but width paired with too much length, I've heard countless real-life girls say, there's a line. Well, yeah, there's, I, and not to, uh, it seems like I'm always reading articles, but I did find one, it was, uh, I think it was a Vice or... I can't vice news, but it was it interviewed a, a man who was bulbous. Again, mm-hmm. I'll use your word. Uh, he he. They gave the stats, and I think he said he was eleven long and fairly coke can stout. I mean, this was a monster dong. Yeah. And he was saying it's it's actually a struggle for him to date because mm-hmm. the women that he really likes are the people you've talked to. Right. Like I like you, <clears throat> and I want to be sexually active with you, but I can't take that night train. Up the hole. I can't put a Pringles can in my <laughs> Yeah, and it, it, it's a painful thing for them. It's not, yeah. they like you, but it's like, I can't physically engage with you. And he said, conversely, the ones that do want to 
it's fetishistic. Right. It's not, there's no, there's no likability there. Right. They just literally, they interviewed these women. They're like, I like the one in particular that stood out. I was like, I like the pain. I like waking up the next morning and feeling sore mm. down there. And I'm like, ew. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's, you're, that's just not, what's the, not sadomasochistic, but kind of. Like, you just want to have your fucking, your vage just annihilated. Yeah, just yeah. by a huge dong. And then, but that's not a relationship. You're going to lose the ability to get white ons if you keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, that's not, a, and at his point, he's like, that's not a relationship. I don't want to be someone's circus animal. Yeah. I'm looking for a nice partner. Surely, but the ones that I like, I can't. Surely in 2019, there's some sort of. There's probably a balance. Breast reduction type surgery he for, could have. Oh, dude, come on. No. Make it a little narrower. You're not gonna get. Who's gonna? Who, how do you make your dick narrower? Sure. I'm really. I have to say, fifty is just been great. <laughs> it's just been fan fucking tastic. But I. But I ask again. There's no. It's not a pair of breasts. It's not like you can go in and it's take out some fat tissue. and cartilage. It's just spongy tissue. Dude, you, you can't. Got, you it's not. It's not spongy tissue. It's. It's exactly. It's tissue. When you go in and you do a breast reduction, that's a little bit different, You're right? Moving tissue. Yeah, but it's like. I guess I'm just looking at it in terms of. It's a dick. Like, do you I mean, really want to fuck around and play I mean, games? I mean, I'm not going to play with nerve endings. The head's going to stay where the head is. Well, You're stuck with 11 inches, but maybe you can remove some bulk. It's not like it's a candle. You just shave it off a little bit. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm going to look it up. Tell us more about whatever you're thinking on the I subject. I penis gonna, reduction surgery penis is a thing. Penis reduction doesn't even come up. What do you, who do you feel worse for? The guys with elephantitis with balls that they have to like, carry a chair around for? Or that guy. Oh, all right. Florida. <laughs> Defend this, Of Brian. course, Defend of course. This. The first article, New York Daily News from 2015. Florida teen undergoes world's first penis reduction surgery. Of course, it was Florida. <laughs> Defend it. He did it because his dick was shaped like a football. Oh, poor bastard. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It wasn't even because it was that big. It was just, yeah, it was, it was massive. It was, this is not a situation. You see that guy's balls? Yeah, they were weird looking. <laughs> oh, my God. It was almost seven inches long and had a circumference of ten inches when flaccid. That's so, that's, Jesus, when flaccid, what was that? <laughs> hard. It sounds like, quote, it sounds like a man's dream, a tremendously inflated phallus. But unfortunately, although it was a generous length, its girth was just massive, especially around the middle. The urologist who treated the teen told the Daily Mail. So it's a thing. Oh, he was unable to penetrate it. his partner. You can fix it. Yeah, that's that's a that's not. See, I, I guess you could, but I don't. That's a different. That's a this guy was deformed. This is not a situation. Where he has a large penis. It's like a, a large, normal penis. This guy had a fucking football dangling off the front of his balls yeah, well, when the, flaccid. What did the Pringles can guy walk around with when flaccid? I don't know. I mean, you're not having a surgery on an erection. Uh, I get it. I get it. They don't, like, get you fucking hard for the surgery. I'm just saying, I, I don't know. I, All right, Mr. Martin, we're going to need you to pop a few Viagra <laughs> and then count backwards from 100. I ask, this question is because we're on a subject and we're fucking ridiculous tonight. Have you ever taken a Viagra? No. I... Got one. I got one. Don't need them. But a buddy of mine ordered, he ordered Propecia, the balding thing. Yeah. He got, but he ordered it from Canada. Mm. Like you do. Save money. And part of the deal when you bought this 
whatever dollar amount of Propecia was, they threw in this little six pack of boner pills. Off uh off off brand Viagra. It wasn't Viagra, it was ever, you know, Laura Lynn. Canadian brand. Viagra. Yeah, Canadian Viagra. How does one get drugs from Canada? I don't know. I never asked him, but that's how he, he just did it. Because that's Bernie's always out there like, you can get, you know, a pill that costs three hundred dollars in America costs two cents in Canada. I don't know. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know, but he did. He found some website and they, you know, blacklisted, sent some fucking Canadian Propecia and six Canadian Viagra down. And he's like, You want one of these? And I was like, Yeah, sure. How's his hair doing? I, it's not. He got the, it's like it that work. scene from Seinfeld where George gets the miracle cream from China and it's just not effective. And it stinks. <clears throat> but so I have this thing and I have it to this day and I didn't take it because the buddy of mine, that, the other buddy of mine that he gave one to said, Don't take that pill. And I said, why? He's like, I don't know what Viagra does because I've never had a Viagra, but if this is what Viagra does, then don't take any of those either. And I was like, well, tell me the fucking story. And he says, you know, he was an older guy. He's like 45. He's like, you know, for me, it's tough. I don't really have the drive I used to do, and the wife gets pretty randy because she's younger than me and yada, yada, yada. And he was telling some story that he, she found him watching porn the other day, or the other day being the time of the original story and she was like I just don't understand do you not love me and he's like no I just don't understand like I gotta get the engine revved up I'm like a Honda in a snowbank you know I gotta like get rolling first you know we gotta move and I gotta get in the visual stimulation and to keep up with you and she didn't I just don't get it women don't get it this is so tough because we're talking about boner pills while Morgan is dying <laughs> yeah we've disconjoined a bit but anyways it's just uh, a weird mix. He said take, he, he didn't want to take the whole one because he didn't know. So he took half this pill. Mm. And it was a, like a fairly large-sized pill. Mm. And uh, he took half of it, and he said, not, not even 15 minutes later, my heart was beating out of my chest. My hands were shaking. And I was like, what about your dick? Oh, my dick was rock hard. But it was like, how do you focus and have a good time when you're, you can literally feel your heart beating and your pulse racing and your hands are shaking? I was like, I, I can't even imagine what would have happened. Yeah. If I had taken the whole pill. So I've never needed it, nor I, but I, and also I just never would, but I just, man, I don't want to, I know one day I might have to, but the thought that, of that happening seems so shitty. I don't want to sound cocky, and I will knock on wood, but I'm so con, I, I am confident that I, I may never need it. <laughs> that, that, that. You just fucked yourself that so system, hard. That system seems to, to work too well at times. All right, so the, it cut off, but I, I... Tell us more about your rock-hard dick in the mornings. <laughs> I'm just going to say, like, I'm... I mean, obviously, age will kick in at some point, but there are times I'm like, Jesus, like, can I just wake up without this, like, every once in a while? Is it every day? It is. Every day you wake up with a boner? Pretty much. Huh. It's like, uh, it's like that question, you know, I, I've asked, I jokingly, on a very early episode of the podcast, asked... How do you define alcoholism? Is it binge drinking when you drink, or is it drinking a little bit every day? Or just binge drinking every day. Well, I think everyone agrees that binge drinking every day is alcoholism. Sure. But what about the, if if you're responsible or you have the willpower and self-control enough to limit it to Fridays and Saturdays? I'm just interested to see where you're taking this, considering we were talking about boners before. I'm getting there. Okay. I'm getting there. If you're the kind of guy or girl that says, you know, work days are work days, but Friday night, it's margaritas, Saturday nights it's red wine, and I cut loose, but Sunday night, I sober up, I go to bed clear-headed, and I don't drink during the work week. Okay. Or, That's not me. I wish it could be, but continue. Or, uh, you know, conversely, you have the, this falls more in line probably with me, 
I have drinks more days than I don't, mm-hmm. but I don't get drunk every day. Okay. And the question I posed when talking about... We're drinking, good for you! <laughs> the question I posed when talking about alcohol consumption back around New Year's, when Chris and I were talking about making some changes, which of course don't last, and they never do for anybody. I was like, can you remember the last, like, there are more days when we've had a drink than days that we haven't. Like, I might just have one beer while I'm waiting on our to-go order at Taco Mac, but that still counts as a drink that day. And that might happen two or three days that week. Like, when Adelaide was a baby and we weren't cooking, it was like, what do you mean to bring home? I stop here, I stop there, I stop here. And inevitably, it's dinner time, there's a rush, it takes a while to cook. Oh, yeah, you want a beer while you wait? Yeah, sure, I'll have a beer. And then I, at 32, or approaching 32 after New Year's, I was like, I think in the times that I, since I've been 21, I've had a drink more days than I haven't. Okay. I haven't gotten drunk more days than I have. Is this where we're leading into the, but you have a boner every day? I have more, I have boners more days than I don't. Is that, uh, the, the metaphor here is really all over the place. <laughs> just, just saying like. You're drinking history and you, now you're trying to tie that in and say, are you trying to say that I'm, I'm just making, every day I have a boner when I wake up. I have boners. So you're a boner alcoholic. I have boners more days than I don't. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, I get Morning it. Morning boners. My, I, I don't get the... Boy, this could go down the personal train fast if we're not careful. Not? Fuck it. It's, it's 50. It's episode 50. I don't get the... I mean, I'll wake up with that morning wood from time to time, but certainly not like you. Um, well, you famously had the story where you you woke up with that one that don't quit, and I said, you know, your mom's watching. Yeah. Yeah, that was, you know... <laughs> Jeez, it's funny about that. I forget that. Can you believe that? I forgot that for a minute. The last time Mom was here a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, shit. I mean, she literally walked in. They don't walk upstairs tomorrow, huh? She walked in. I mean, I, I wish I... I mean, horrifying. Because there was... No, like we've talked about. This yeah. is uh, this was doggy style. There's no way to, like... No way to overturn this. Yeah. This is the most primitive... <laughs> porno way to go about doing it. Boobs flopping. And of course, of course, Leah's dying laughing. Thrusting. I'm trying to. What I was, mo- I'll be honest. What I was most that amazed about. All slaps. Yeah, yeah. What I was most. Ab- <laughs> okay, okay. What I was most amazed about was that I was able to kind of dial it back in and get get over it and, and finish the moment. Yeah. But I, so I don't get the boners like you do in the morning. But dude, my drive is incredible. I, I feel like Leah doesn't. It's not her thing. Mm. So I mean. It's like I tell her, it's like, if, if you would let me, this would be like a three, like, there would be days mm-hmm. where we would do this three or four times. You mean your stamina is, is a No, thing. no, no, because I don't have that. Our sessions are nice and brief, and oh, I, I don't, okay, I don't okay. mind I mean, it that way. But you, you're, you're, uh, you could go multiple times a day every day. Every day. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you, too. But I don't, but I don't get the opportunity. Sure. So I... Especially with a baby now. Well, absolutely. But even before. Like, at most. I mean, honestly, I think about yeah. our history. Well... This is so bad for the... This is, for these this people is, listening. This is so personal. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was just getting ready to say it. I'll go ahead and say it. Maybe I'll get it out later. In the apartment days, no kids. Chris and I were evenly matched. It's like, you want to go again? Yeah, let's go again. You know, See, I, I, it's Saturday, she didn't have a shift at the restaurant that day, so we both got the day off. Hey, let's have a day beer and screw on the couch. Why yeah. not? And the next thing you know, it's like, let's do that again. Like, yeah. why, why not? Yeah. We, we I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I, 
I cannot. We're definitely cutting this, but we can. Um, I, I don't. The most we've ever done it in a day. I guess is two. I can't mm. remember. There might have been a three day, but I highly doubt it. Not it's even just, on like a vacation. No, it's just not her thing. Like it's not that she doesn't enjoy the sex, but it's just like. She, I mean, she'll do it. Do you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I can tell. By like, if I was if we did it twice, like that would be especially now. She would do that. Yeah. And she'd have a good time. But the third time, I just, I just, I would be able to see, like, she's just like, okay, you having fun? Mm. Okay, use that hole. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, that just yeah. becomes, and I, I, one of our things we've discussed at length is I don't want to be in a situation sexually where that's the case. I don't want to just be, you know, up, like, I don't want her to just be a hole. Mm. Sex, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying, I'm not one of these guys that it should always be beautiful. Right. And there should be, you know, flowers and songs and candles well, and, and low, soft gonna... thrust. But I am saying that I don't think... You want her present. Yeah, I need, because, I mean, what the fuck? I mean, I can jack off. Yeah. It doesn't feel as good as a vagina, but I can go, I can handle this. I do this all the time. Well, just based on experience and conversations I've had with other married guys, I think the average is like a 70-30. Majority of the times, beyond half, everybody's into it. And then there's that thirty where if you have a wife or girlfriend who is not like some girlfriends. I mean that I, I maybe not me personally, but friends I've had before who are like sex is a treat. You better appreciate it when I yeah. give it to you. And no, if I'm not into it, I'm not going to let you fuck me. <laughs> you know we're cutting this, so you have to decide now. What? what, what, would we cut it? what I, I I don't know. This is entirely personal. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I. I. I it's going to get recorded, but I think we need to have a plan over these last nine minutes to sure. roll out some. Come on! If I don't want my mother, she's already seen it. When you want uh, to hear about it, that's fairly true. I don't want super fan Alan to know about this. <laughs> we work together. Hey, Ben the Soldier earmuffs. <laughs> ben the Soldier earmuffs. <laughs> That was the part that got me on the way over here when you're like, been the fucking soldier. <laughs> and it just sucks he's never seen the show. Because if he saw it, he'd be like, yeah, that, that kind of is me. <laughs> you know, uh, in the spirit of possibly cutting things, it, we're in time to fill. We haven't done a, a game or a phone call in a hot minute. I like a game tonight. I feel like it's a little late for a call. We're at the tail end. So You're talking about an MFK? Or MFK you or, a, or a hypothetical or something. All right. You got something in mind? No, I don't. That's the, that's, I was hoping you would lean towards phone call because I don't have Well, who would you want to call? I don't know. I don't even know what, what subject matter we would cover. <laughs> I mean, we're on episode 50. I'm sure that we could find... We could call BPH. Yeah. You know, I like when we call BPH, but he's like... He never brings the energy. So... Sometimes he does. Ah, like Gummo. That was where the time he brought up Gummo. All right, what if we did a Mary Fuck Kill in the spirit of the movie? All Bill right. Russell. Okay. Poor Bill Paxton. We can't, no. Look, pick someone <laughs> else. Bill Paxton <laughs> always gets killed. It's not fair. He's already dead. <laughs> but he's the third Wyatt brother. He's the third Herb brother. Well, throw in Ringo. <laughs> Johnny Ringo or, the, or Sam Elliott <laughs> and Kurt Russell. <laughs> I'll tell you mine right now. I got it already. You fucking Michael Bean. No, is that Johnny Ringo? Yeah. Okay, yeah, definitely fucking Johnny Bean or, mm-hmm. or using or Johnny Ringo, Johnny Ringo because it's gonna be all over the place. Mm-hmm. You'll you just won't know. 
where he's what he's about right. to do. So unpredictable. It'll be in your head like fast when you want it to be, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll just he'll get it. I'm same Elliot. Come on, man. I'm married. Hundred percent. Kill Kirk fucking Russell. Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, it's unfortunate, but that's oh, we didn't we could have done Doc. Damn. It's too late now. Is it? Well, you want to go back? replace him with replace Ringo with Doc Holliday and do the do the Mary Fuck Kill. No, I say we replace uh, Kurt Russell with Doc Holliday and make it a challenge. Okay, so you got Johnny Ringo, Doc Holliday, mm-hmm. and the oldest Ert brother, mm-hmm. Sam Elliott. Yeah, you go One then. One arms, no less. Well, now he yeah. actually has it. Just useless. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm fucking Doc Holliday because he's gonna die soon, anyways. <laughs> I think that's more reason to marry him, frankly. But continue. <laughs> <laughs> I forget the Charles in this. <laughs> you want to add him in? <laughs> oh, fuck him. I'm killing Charles Neston. Oh, I think, shit. I think I'm in agreement with you. I'm probably going to marry Sam Elliott. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm going to have to have to kill Johnny Ringo. The, well, the good news there... He's not as badass as, as uh, Val Kilmer anyways. The good news there is that, you know, like you said, you're going to fuck Doc Holliday because he's going to be dead anyway. Yeah. And you'll marry Sam Elliott... Essentially for the same reason, because he's going to be dead soon. And then yeah. you just kill Johnny Ringo, because in his unpredictability, things could go south mm. in the bedroom if you were to choose to fuck him. Right. Because there's that dark side. He has that hole that yeah. you can't fill. But and and I just Spanish. feel like he's got those... <laughs> no Spanish, so he could really he could really woo you. In the Have bedroom. you ever had someone talk to you in a different language in bed? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Outside of Not going to throw that back my way. That's uh, nice. That's outside, that's good. Uh, well, I, I imagine you, you have. I have. Yeah. yeah. Outside of jokingly, because Kristen does know a little bit of Portuguese. Ooh, tough language, too. Well, I say a little bit like she knows a few phrases. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, Portuguese is difficult language. It's She says not Muito bem a lot. Or what at least she did back in the day. I think it means very good, Muito bem. Muito bem. Something like that. There's a good movie called City of God. It's about the favelas in Rio de Janeiro. Fantastic film if you ever see it. And you, I, 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 I've never understood someone who can't watch a movie with subtitles. It seems like to be the most e- egotistical American thing possible. To be. I just can't watch that movie. I don't care how good it is. If I have to read subtitles, I'm fucking You're out. You're talking Mexican the whole. You're talking fucking Mexican the whole time. I don't even know what the fuck. But <laughs> it's just so good. And when hey, you hear, can you give me the Corona while you're up? <laughs> oh, you don't like Corona, do you? No. I don't like it either. I don't you know like what? I do like it at Elmir down a little five points when they float some cheap tequila on top of it. That's a good point. I'll have I'll have a, what, a, a Texas margarita or whatever they call it. They call it, it a Grizz. It's the mini Corona bottle, and they fill the gap of the spout with cheap Salsa Giro tequila. Salsa's not the worst thing in the world. It's Salsa Giro. It's, what is that? It's, You're it's, the tequila expert here. The, the Giro that Salsa makes, it doesn't get... Forget Añejo Reposado Blanco... It doesn't even get silver and gold. Right, it's so just, it's, it's just shit. It's well like whiskey. It's, right, right. Well it's like one of those things where if it said aged, it would just say aged on the way here. Yeah. Right. Aged on the truck. But as far as shitty well tequilas go, it's great, and they just fill that little spout with it and a little lime, lime wedge on top. And away we go. Shove the lime in, tip it, and you chug it. It's a little mini beer with tequila mixed in. They're fantastic, especially when you have two or three, and you back it up with some. Hipster Mexican food. Nice. Which is what they have at Elmir. I'm interested, uh, since we removed Kurt Russell, your kill. Yeah. 
who you, what's the lineup looking like now? Or are you doing exactly what I'm doing? Oh, uh, we so we we settled on Doc, Johnny Ringo, and Sam Elliott. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to marry Doc Holiday. Okay. Because again. He will be dead soon. Mm-hmm. But I think, one, he'll make a lot of money at the card table. He'll leave you something. Good call. Um, he's going to give you all the greatest lines for you to use for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, even if he dies two weeks later, you'll have two weeks of talking to Val Kilmer's interpretation of Doc Holliday. And I imagine that's just <laughs> wonderful conversation. Yeah. Right? Uh, kill Johnny alcohol. Ringo. Um and fuck the old man. I'll, I'll give Sam Elliott a run out, you know? <laughs> he's, he knows a lot of things. Yeah. And plus that brogue, when he's talking, hey, dude, why don't you go ahead and turn over? That <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Like, hey, I uh, think I'm about to come. <laughs> you gonna grab your chef, <laughs> Here's what I want you to do. I want you to stick your finger in my asshole right when I'm about to come. And what's going to happen after that? No one knows. And it'll just be wonderful. After you're done, you, know what, you can yeah, say, if you, you have a good sarsaparilla. <laughs> I have a Sioux City sarsaparilla. Tell you what, you do two fingers and you do a bicycle kick motion. That'll really send me spurting. <laughs> right when I'm about to come and you got your finger in my asshole, I want you to take your left hand and reach around there and grab my right nipple and just give it a turn. You'll know what happened. <laughs> Of course, doing all this while keeping your asshole wide open. <laughs> <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs> if Sam Elliott ever uses this. It's like that. <laughs> when my dad gets a 50, he's going to stop it. <laughs> I'm going to need you to be wearing a hat. And not a cowboy hat like you think. More like a bowler hat. Just so you know, <laughs> Sam Elliott doesn't pull out. <laughs> With Sam Elliott, things get messy. <laughs> beef, it's what's for dinner. <laughs> or wait, was he? Was he? He's the beef guy, right? Yeah. And then was it? Well, he who's is the, the dude beef that, guy? But that's why Bill Paxton kept doing. The no, no, no. I know, but wasn't there the? Did he also do the pork? Pork, it's what's for dinner. I don't know about the pork. They did that too. It was pork. I the, oh that. no, it was pork. The other white meat. <laughs> I imagine it was him, but I, I he can't. Could have been. I can't say for sure. But, yeah, I just think, like, he would have some fun. You'd have fun. You'd learn from the old man. Get rid of Johnny Ringo. Yeah. Mary, Doc, and then you're uh, you're single again. It all works out. <laughs> you're single in a couple weeks. You've got Doc's money. Sure. A couple of good lines to share around at the poker table. Well, the question is, in the spirit of the phone call idea, is there anybody we could put these three to that would have a good answer? Honestly, I, I, I've always been a little, uh, I won't say underwhelmed, but I just feel like we get like the like, like the the night we we pulled what twelve fucking people mm-hmm. and got the same answer. We still had fun. I, we did have fun, but it's just like no one really like and ask yourself this: if you ever, if you ever, like who's Bill Paxton? Right, if kill, you, him. kill him because he's dead. Right, if you MFK this these guys, one most people are gonna be like who? Mm. Sam Elliott, Johnny Ringo. I don't know who this is. And no, also, no one outside of us and maybe a handful of the people on this earth could have taken this MFK <laughs> and had a scenario where, one, my butthole's wide open. I have a finger up Sam Elliott's ass I'm while I'm giving him a titty twist. I'm sitting bottom end of Sam Elliott while fingering his ass. <laughs> and, I got a free and, and he just told me, Sam Elliott doesn't pull out. 
I imagine Sam Elliott. I'm not even touching my like, own dick. I'll be honest. If I, I, th- I imagine that's how he actually speaks. <laughs> like when Sam Elliott walks into a place, he's like, uh, "Hey, welcome to Starbucks, sir. What can I get you?" Uh, Sam Elliott will have a venti large Pike's Place roast, light sugar, no cream. I'm gonna need you to put a finger in my ass <laughs> while you pour that coffee. Sam Elliott always has a finger in his ass when his coffee is being poured. And pretty much 23 and a half hours out of every day. A finger in Sam Elliott's ass. That's your title of the episode. <laughs> See, that's the thing about Sam Elliott. Is I have to keep saying it because I swear, of all the actors and all the movies, he's the one I can never remember his last name. Because there's Sam Neill. Yeah. There's Sam Shepard. You know, there's like so many Sams that are old and look similar. Not like him, but just that kind of... Sam Neill doesn't look no, like Sam No, no, he doesn't. But I always get them fucking twisted. I can never remember Sam Elliott. Well, there's nothing more unsettling, much like Hulk Hogan, than seeing a picture of Sam Elliott without a mustache. <laughs> yeah, that movie, the Lady Gaga movie. Yeah. Uh, the one that, uh, what's his name, directed? You could build Bradley a house Cooper. on this man's upper lip. What are you doing? He, he's one of those guys that should forever... He needs a mustache. Yeah, yeah Michael Bean. It's hard to recognize him. Terminator. Yeah, I know who you. The Rock. The movie The Rock. He's one of the... He's, he's the... Stand dude. down! Yeah. I will not, I will not give that order! And what's funny is his son... Uh, I can't remember his name, but his son works Lunger. on the, the Corolla podcast. Really? I think his name's something like Kieran or something. Of course like it is. Have you ever... Oh, yeah. God. There's one of these at the poker game I play at, and he's a douchebag, too. I'm convinced. There's no Kieran out in the world sure. that's, that's uh, cool. Can you think of a Kieran? That's cool. <laughs> that's that's funny. You're at a dinner party. Hey, uh, good to meet you. My name's Brown. Hey, Kieran. Oh, fuck. <laughs> He's like immediately just walk away. He's like, what did I? Did I? I'm sorry. Did I? Did Do you have a friend named Tanner? Have we met? No. Do you have a friend? Na- no. I'm saying like that's what <laughs> I would say to Kieran. Are you best friends with a guy named Tanner and might have a cousin named Skyler? Because that's what I'm imagining. Do you have a friend named Connolly? <laughs> First name. Not judging of the last. Have you, have you ever dated a girl named Flannery? <laughs> All right, just fuck off. Flannery. Just fuck off. Oh, shit. The, oh. Odds of it, the odds of it ever getting back. Flannery's actually a girl that I know. My sister-in-law has a friend named Flannery in Los Angeles. And my sister-in-law might hate me for telling this, but I remember when Kristen went to my sister-in-law's bachelorette party in Vegas. Flannery. We would just, just give you a good example of or a good idea of maybe what kind of personality she has. I've never met her. <laughs> she got stung by a bee on her foot. Mm-hmm. And for the duration of the bachelor party trip in Vegas, she was pushed around in a wheelchair. Shut the fuck up. Now, I know, look. 100%. There's different true. reactions to bee stings, so I don't want to make it out. No, this was just mild swelling and discomfort. Oh, my God, dude. Leah went to one to give the counter to that. The one that the AC broke and I was stuck here in Atlanta in July by myself while she was in New Orleans. They go down there with all these girls. First night, this girl takes an awkward, drunken step onto Bourbon Street and, I mean, shatters her ankle. Jesus. And still just puts a boot on. Puts a boot on, powers through. Powers through. Yeah, not this girl. I don't know this girl, but this was early in the trip. So for every other... Crutches too, to be to be honest. But still... Sure powers through. Just picture this. Every it's, it's a Vegas weekend. Every other bachelorette party stop. Every bar. Every restaurant. Every every you know dick swinging nightclub they went to. <laughs> she's in a wheelchair. 
Your foot fucking elevated. <laughs> like Charlie Day from as a, the Vietnam yeah, veteran. Yeah, from a bee sting. Yeah. Something that you could probably spit on, rub, and, and get over in a matter of minutes. Do you ever been st- I, I got stung on a golf course one time, and I, I it was hurting. It was a wasp, too. It was really bad. And it was starting to swell up, and I, I left. The, I, I actually finished, which was amazing. Uh, I, it was only in two holes. But I went inside, and I was like, man, you don't have anything I can put on this? And he's like, what do you got? And I was like, oh, shit, that's a wasp thing. Like, he knew it right away. I mean, he worked there. He probably knew. Yeah. But the dude pulls up. One of his coat, like shirt pocket, like this, takes out his Marlboro lights. Yeah, I've seen. Rips this. it open, wets the tobacco with his spit. Yeah, and just plops it on the burn. I, I'll tell you, it was almost instantaneous relief. I saw that at uh, a Roswell Park once. What's do you know anything about some, this? Something, like not, something the nicotine draws it out or I don't something. Know, something in the tobacco when you wet it. Because I saw somebody use cigarette tobacco. They put it on a bee sting, and it was on a little kid. And like right away, you could see that he felt better. I've probably been stung. I don't remember. I know that I got stung on the lip once by a bee when I was like two because I was taking a sip from a can and it was on the oh, I th- <laughs> it was on the rim and it stung me right in the lip. But I don't even part remember. Of me thinks it. I remember that. I have no memory of it because I was I was younger than Albury probably, but I and I'm sure I've been stung by something else since, but nothing that sticks out to the point where I remember it. The last time I got stung was last year. Damn, Legion, Walking Legion. We, they're the kind of uh, they're not a. a they're like a cousin to the yellow jacket, but they live underground. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? They look very similar to yeah. a yellow jacket, but they're not, and they live underground. And we just stepped on their little hive, and I saw him jerk and start trying to nip at his skin, and all of a sudden, it just I just felt like six just hit my leg, and we go darting out of there, and I was hurting like a motherfucker, but I was scheduled to play golf in an hour. So I took a Benadryl, just hoping mm. to keep something down. Yeah. And went out in this court. And I'll tell you, man, <clears throat> I was hurting for four hours. I mean, it was hard. It was hurting to walk. Yeah. But I, I, it was funny because it was like the Michael, that Michael Jordan famous basketball game where he has the, the worst flu, 102-degree temperature, and goes out and scores like 50 points. Because I was playing the golf of my life. <laughs> and I know why. I wasn't thinking yeah. About the golf. Yeah. I was just like, fuck, my leg hurts. Why did I pay to come out here? Great shot, though. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of them things. Anywho, we should I'm probably wrap up and get fucked by Sam Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> there I am. My asshole's on fire. I step up to this par three thinking this is a short hole, unlike Samuel Elliott's fucking dick. <laughs> And I put it right in, hole in one. Couldn't fucking believe it. And then I started to think, hole in one. That was very similar to what happened last night I with Sam a, Elliott. I was a whole thing. <laughs> now I know what it's like to be abused. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to go for round two, and I looked at him and said, you know, I'm not going to be into it, but if you go, <laughs> if you go quick, you go quick. Here's my hole. Get it over with. I can't be in the moment with you tonight, Sam. Mr. Elliott. All right, fuck it. You're Sam Elliott. Just finish it. We had beef for dinner. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) That would be funny every night. Yeah, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Beef for dinner. We get it, Sam. Jesus. Just put it in. Get it over with. Just get the KY. Let's get going. (laughs) Get the KY. I'm going to need like a tub of Vaseline. This is going to be rough. I don't think Vaseline works as lubricant. I don't. I don't fucking know. You serious? We what? talked about this today. It was funny because Alan, Superfan Alan, was mentioning something, and I don't remember what the context was, 
But I, I was like, put it in the back, and he was like, I only get to do that on my birthday. <laughs> and I was like, that's funny. That's funny, Alan. You're very funny. He's Come like, well, down. I know you don't like it. And I was like, I know you're a super fan. You know me and buttholes don't go. We don't. We're not good. Good playmates. Yeah. Good bedfellows. Are well, you buying a new fleece? Well, I had bought one, and then they canceled the order because it was. Uh it was discontinued, so I was looking at other That's websites a nice fleece. today. I know. I was looking at other websites today that I have it. I was looking for a good price because the website I had ordered it from, it was less than this by a lot. Yeah. But it's been discontinued, so. That one's not so nice. Yeah, it's, more like, a, it's like a shit brown color. Mm-hmm. It's like the inside of a snake. It's like color. a mocha brown, been drinking all night shit. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, not a fan of that one. Yeah. Well, anyways, episode 50 was a lot of fun. We're definitely going to have to take some stuff out. <laughs> I don't know. You run it by Leah. Uh, uh, let me. I'll tell you what. Let me hear it. If I can get that's, it up. Right. That's, that's no, other, no, no. That, that's the other apology for episode 49. I just could not get that shit to work today. Every time I kept trying to get it from my phone to my computer, there was some glitch. And then work got in the way. And then I got back to work. Yeah, that is what it is. But if we, can, three if we can get it up. Unlike, you know, like one of your morning boners, mm-hmm. if we can get it up so I can, I, I got to approve of this one first. Because sure. we went personal on a little bit, so. Anyways, episode 50, a lot of fun. Episode 50. W-F-U-C-K! Well, this bitch! Skip a daver! about basketball. Mark Madness coming up. Uh, we got the Hollywood Report with Burger King loving non-listener Sean. <laughs> Hopefully Burke's doing well once he gets out of the brig. Super Van Burke, I hope you're not wearing ladies' underwear. Better make it a thong that way you can pull it to the side nice and easy. You stupid cunt. Hopefully, hopefully you're not in prison with Sam Elliott. <laughs> be, ready, be prepared to put a finger in the button, grab a nipple, and prepare <laughs> Oh. All right, all right, going up next, we got the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> <laughs>